0: Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to episode 320 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again by my Ranger co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Yeah,
2: that's right, Kurt. Um, this week we're coming at you with the Super Strip rose edition of the cast. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Get your head out of the gutter. I don't, I
1: don't, I don't even know what I think it that is. would be. <laughs> it's,
2: it's the newest game coming to Evo. That's right. It's the comic strip arena fighter action game. Did you ever want to see Blondie beat up the Wizard of Id while, while Dilbert watches? Now you can
1: it sounds like a bad porno where they couldn't like <laughs> I don't know if you had to buy like ripoff licenses, the properties in the porn world and they couldn't afford any of the the premium ones.
3: God, sometimes your your string of sentences are just a sound like a bad acid trip. ah, uh, but i was I was happy to see Dilbert in there make an appearance.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like when i think back of all the comic strips that i am aware of it does it it it's it's scared like y'all remember like Doonesbury, blondie
3: Blond- i do know D- D-
2: it was dagwood that's the one um boondocks of course before it was a tv show um non sequitur garfield the yeah. Vils- I, dilbert of course i am
3: becoming garfield I made a lasagna. I've never felt closer to that orange motherfucker,
0: mm.
3: am like—I
1: don't know that he's—he's he's really into the business of making lasagna so much
3: as I he know. Is but I, I know, them. but I eat it afterwards, and I'm just like, you know what? I kind of get where he's coming at. Like this, how do you feel Mondays. about Mondays? And I don't like them. I want to sleep. I want to sleep more. Uh, unfortunately, you're on your way
2: of it's the pipe strip but it's Jake instead of Garfield and he's just got the big pipe in his mouth.
3: Yeah, and I want I want people to make silly cartoons of me where I kill my my owner and I talk about how what he did to the dog.
2: See what the dog doing though?
3: What the dog doing?
2: I prefer see I prefer but, lasagna cat because that was that was more elevated than spooky Garfield. They just took that in wild directions like they made like what was it the well the pipe strip it they took they got some actor and got him to do like an hour-long dissertation about the the three-panel garfield pipe strip and they they set the fucking um some philip glass symphony like modern modern like avant-garde music behind him as he sat on a bar stool and ranted about the garfield pipe strip for an hour. I like that. Get on that, uh, whatever.
1: What? Is this I what mean, if punch? I even dare ask what talking about? at this point. Yes. Is the Garfield that is pipe correct. strip?
3: Uh, I just typed in "pipe strip" oh. to uh to YouTube. <laughs> this man, man leads a life of
1: danger. And I got
3: this. You
2: got it right. That's uh.
3: Oh, okay. Garfield steals his pipe. (laughs)
2: Wait,
3: is that it? Was that a fucking comic that they put out in a newspaper? Was just the guy like saying, where's my pipe? And Garfield just has it?
2: Yes, that was the first Garfield strip. I think that was like the the inaugural Garfield strip. That's what launched... uh, I thought the
1: Garfield, the inaugural Garfield strip was just them introducing themselves let me see what wait, where
3: tube cat okay this is pretty fucking funny this <laughs> just the the declining like quality <laughs> and simplifying of of the of the comic strip this could be art though I, I can definitely see this being art you know. It's like um, it's like when people do the different interpretations of loss. Yep. And it's just to like it's just a bunch of lines. <laughs> it's art.
2: All right. You're correct, Kurt. It is the them introducing themselves. And man, he he had Jim Davis. He was he didn't have it down yet. He didn't have he the really. Pizazz.
1: Yeah, he really refined his art style over time.
3: Wow, they I really made to Garfield. Have just... the
2: face made entirely of the the little the, the this canal.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: like, we're gonna put the eyes up on the second story and the mouth in the basement, and it's just gonna be face all the way between.
3: And then the internet got a hold of it. Tw- how many years later? Fifty years later, yeah. and just it, fucking. See, did evil things to it, you know.
2: That's why I, yeah. I, you know, Gary Larson may have had the right idea when he did the far side. He's like, Don't put it on the internet, don't touch my <laughs> comics, internet. You buy the <laughs> book if you want to read this. And I think I that's actually, true.
1: You really don't, you don't even like see the like far side material pop up on the internet very much. He
2: was very, he was very, uh, stringent or very protective of his work. Um, so you do occasionally, but um, I definitely didn't get the notoriety uh, that other comics did by just kind of letting them <laughs> books on the internet. I still I think I have all the books at my folks' house in Newfield. I need to go get them.
0: Because
2: <laughs> those are like the perfect bathroom readers. Like I need to get back into having bathroom readers in my bathroom. Need to
1: get back into reading in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> just going into
3: the bathroom and reading.
1: I've been doing too much reading the bedroom.
3: Setting up a stool. It's got great lighting for it, so I, I can kind of understand why. Um, but <laughs> oh, it needs better before, seats.
2: Be- before we get to Trey Watch, as you know, our, our opening segments are just getting longer <laughs> and longer. I have to say, so as you might, if you're aware from last week, following up on a story, I replaced the light bulbs in my bathroom. but they are like the smart bulbs. They're the smart LEDs that have like a weird, they have controls on them. I think you're supposed to be able to operate them with like a remote if you need to, but in without that, it's just, if you toggle it quickly, it will switch between its two modes. One of which is a nice cold, uh, regular, like kind of, you know, an office lighting kind of thing with nice white lighting, a clear, you know, and the other one is obviously meant to replicate an incandescent bulb. Um, so, but it's, it like way overdoes it and everything's (laughs) orange. So when I go into the bathroom, half the time I flick up and it's like, I'm in Mexico from Breaking Bad. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm taking a put in Mexico
3: mode (laughs) now. There is one part, there's one part in Lightyear where they, they, they kind of have like a, I don't know if it's sunset or something like that, but there's an orange glow across him and in his apartment. And I'm like, when did he go to Mexico? (laughs) (laughs) And that brings me to where we're coming it's at us live from Space Mexico, <laughs> which is really basically where they went. Like if you, I think if you took, I thought it was Space Australia. Uh, well, uh, maybe, Australia. maybe that, maybe that's another another thing that they could be from Space Australia because everything on that planet tried to kill them. There was nothing hospitable about that planet other than the atmosphere and gravity.
2: Actually, wait, hold up a second. Okay. This just hit me, and so there's there's a lot of confusing things about this movie. We'll get into. Um, We've previously talked about how the conceit needed like considerable explanation because it's not obvious to the layman what the fuck the movie is. Um, But so was Buzz Lightyear like was he a person or was he a CGI? Was Buzz Buzz Light was the Lightyear movie a CGI movie or was it like a real movie, like in the Toy Story universe, was it real people doing like,
3: no, I would,
2: no,
1: I would assume it was a live action movie. Oh,
3: Um, oh, I get
2: it. Andy is also CGI and
1: only, only because, um, Toy Story was like the first feature length, movie to be 3D animated and I don't think they would have undercut themselves by having an in universe
3: movie that beat them to that.
2: Uh-huh. And he went to go see the Toy Story movie in ninety
0: five.
3: Yep, okay. A couple a couple things before not just nothing like about the movie, but uh first of all holy shit, Did, um, imagine a movie coming out that has better graphics than your universe. <laughs> than real life. <laughs> <laughs> and also probably a little bit more progressive than your, your era. Maybe
2: that's why Andy loved it so much because it was, it was a fucking trip. He's like...
3: Oh, my well, like, God. <laughs> it's like beyond it's Uncanny that. Valley for them. It's like super high resolution for them. Um... And then on top of that, just like what a far out like concept for them in, in that age.
1: I mean books had been written about You don't it.
3: know, maybe not in Andy's world. I mean that's that's fair. <laughs> this is it? Compl-
1: I've never seen a book in Andy's world <laughs> open with words yeah, on it. Yeah, right. I mean you see the outlines of some books, but it
3: could be just pictures, you know? <laughs> They could you just be know. pictures of Lightyear.
1: <laughs> you kids, we used to keep photos in, in something called an album when we were younger. That's where you kept your family photos, and they looked like books, but they had no words in them, just your family photos in little pockets.
3: So the, the only other thing that was confusing about this was I heard that the toy itself that Andy had was based off the cartoon adaptation. A little nitpick, I know, but... Okay. I,
1: uh... I think they spell out in the, uh... They don't make mention of a cartoon in the preamble that explains the conceit. I think somebody talked uh, about it on Twitter,
3: like, from the production... Oh, of course. Reliable Well, service. I think it was from the production explaining it a little bit. Uh, they were like, yeah.
1: So there is a Buzz Lightyear cartoon yes. that aired on, like...
2: I think that, did they have Patrick Warburton?
1: I don't he remember. Was, I don't I know. Like I've only it. seen, like, two episodes of it. It was on ABC's Saturday morning cartoon lineup. Shock of shocks. Um... And it only ran for, like, a short while. I think it did have Tim Allen doing the voice. Blows Light Year of Star Command. Nope, it had Patrick Warburton. You're right. Um, And it ran for four years. Wow. And Wayne Knight was the voice of (laughs) Sirk. You would later be in Toy Story 2. The following year. Or the year after. He was,
2: he was just, uh, he was, that's where he was drawing the experience from when he was Cyborgman in the, <laughs> in the Harley Quinn cartoon.
3: So now they're setting themselves up for a weird time loop where a kid could go see Lightyear, buy Lightyear merch, and possibly have it be alive in his imagination or some shit. And then maybe we'll come out with like another movie in a couple year, Like, I don't know toys Tory <laughs> I'm just gonna have that's the that's the parliamentary <laughs> yeah he's yeah. like Billy Billy got a got a toy from his favorite movie Lightyear and a knockoff woody now we need a woody it started, movie it,
2: it started hating on labor talking points <laughs> <laughs> when to go for the filibuster
1: brexit <laughs> just started talking about brexit
2: Light year means light year. We, we're gonna Brexit with the planet. <gasps> Too bad, Colonel. All
3: right, well remain. Propaganda buzz. Let's
2: and yeah, okay. We, uh, let's. Let's get finally.
3: Uh. No, no, we can um, we can do this into, for another uh, fifteen minutes. <laughs>
2: aside from a quick aside, sorry to all. Sorry to all my voice acting fans. Cyborgman was voiced by Jason Alexander, not Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight did the Penguin. I think he was the Penguin. In the Harley Quinn
0: show, he
1: was in there. Maybe it was Doctor No. Um, the guy who plays Buster on Arrested Development was Doctor Psycho. Um.
3: Uh, okay, let's jump into my favorite trailer because yes, I'm, it it. I'm itching. I'm yeah. itching to get into this this fucking yeah weird start ass with trailer. The best one. All right. Well, let's start with the best what are one. you?
2: The Minions Rise of Gru Office
3: uh,
2: <laughs> Crossover. <laughs>
3: I was going to say
2: otherwise known as my soul is dying. No, there's nothing that can save me.
3: No, no. I, I my eyes bled when I watched that. Uh I had an. Anger I didn't result. watch it. Good. Good. You saved yourself <laughs> yeah. from some eye bleed. No, I was talking about White Bird, a wonder story. Uh yeah. just because I thought it was going <laughs> one direction and then it's just like Nazis.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? our heartwarming kids story. Is? <laughs> Nazis. Yeah, Jew.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not
1: bad for a Jew. uh, There's there's no there's no word that like carries the same amount of stank on it. Like, there are other slurs that certainly, you know, are more hateful than just the proper noun for the group of people with some stank on it. But goddamn. (laughs) Can the word Jew carry some
3: stank They don't even set it up beforehand. They're just like, the kid just calls her pretty good for a Jew, and then they're just like, Nazi flag. (laughs) 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 Like, when he calls her the Jew, you don't... If your mind didn't automatically go to Nazi Germany, they had to, like, run it home. Just be like, hey, this isn't normal. Like, this this isn't like Chicago in, like, 1940s or something like that. Well, it could be, but... You know, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't. I'm not really sure what this movie is about. I guess it's like a flashback story of like so uh, a grandma, like advising her grandson to not be a shithead and make fun of like people with right. like things they can't like control.
2: I think I got this. I, so in Wonder, <laughs> the story was about like a kid with a disability. And like a facial condition, who went to school and got bullied, but he was such a nice kid that he won over the hearts of everyone.
1: Yes, that um, was that was a movie that came out. Oh, like twenty eighteen. <laughs> I had no idea. Seventeen.
2: I guess they wanted to make a sequel for some reason, but the kid probably well, aged out of it.
1: It's a spinoff. Yeah, so they <laughs> took
2: a side character, and like I guess some probably some side bully from. From the movie, and you know, yeah, cast was... everyone, and it's him being—I <laughs> guess now that we know the context—being bitched out by his grandma.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know this for sure, but if I had to take a guess at the treatment here, the kid from Wonder in in the movie Wonder, the kid with the messed up face, is bullied. Uh this dickhead in the trailer is the guy who bullies him so hard he gets expelled and that's where he is now only he's aged up quite a bit um for some reason and his grandma's like let me tell you about what it was like in the Nazi times and he's I- like not this shit again cuz you know this is not the first time <laughs>
3: Yeah, I pulled up the Wonder trailer just because I, I was like... Oh, you yeah, don't okay. want to go
2: to camp? I didn't want to go to camp either. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: I understand now because I thought this kid with the messed up face was going to have a more important role in it. it it's not about him. I get it now. It's about the bully more. Right? Because he's like... The uh, when,
2: did, when did Wonder come out? When, when did you 2017. Out? Yeah, so oh, okay. it's been like five years yeah. to kids in like middle or high school now. Like I guess they could... But I don't like they'd have to reintroduce, like they'd have to re uh assert that whole fucking plot art that he went that he had, I guess he went through
1: it's from uh Lionsgate, so you know it's it's good um yeah, but the kid the kid that who was the bully like. He looks like he's in high school now. He looks like he would be about the same age that the, the original kid.
2: Yeah. I
1: I don't know. Um,
2: why? I guess a movie that's that the question is why.
1: Yeah, I um, mean... And I don't I really want
2: to get the answer.
1: It's probably just a matter of Lionsgate purchasing the rights to develop another movie based on wonder.
2: Yeah. And I mean, if we're talking about movies, say on the other end of the spectrum, a movie, the next movie I'm about to talk about, I know exactly why they did it. There is no question in my mind. Um but I don't I I, I don't want to do it. And that's uh, Lyle Lyle Crocodile.
3: You don't know why they yeah. did they did this.
2: No, I know exactly oh, why. Like, you know what? like I said, there's no question in my
3: mind. What? Enlighten Us?
2: Because it, it's a kids movie featuring an anthropomorphic CG animal that does song and dance and befriends a child in New York City. Um, why would they do that?
1: It's a surprisingly well-developed genre. How,
3: how did they come up with this idea? This is so smart.
1: Well, um, as we know, the brain,
3: from, the
2: brain quantum computer <laughs> at Sony from,
1: from like literally every. Every uh, children's book turned movie, you know, they're all great. They, There's never been a bad one. They
3: did a child. <laughs> they did a movie about a children's book. That's incredibly smart. Like, I don't think anybody's ever done that.
2: Like, uh, I knew no, I, I knew that this so. was gonna be like the worst kind of derivative as soon as they like they didn't even waste any time telling you that there's nothing new here. Because the first shot of this trailer is the wide shot of Central Park with the with the one brass fanfare, the, the jazz riff, the jazz melody line that I've heard like a gajillion times before. Ba, 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 ba,
0: ba, ba, so ba, ba, this is ba, the same. Ba, ba.
1: It looks like this is the same musical team behind the greatest Showman.
3: Um,
2: which I remember hearing was was all right.
3: Yeah, people like that.
2: It. Wait, I, I had... watched the trailer now. Is this the literal? <laughs> that's the literal fucking. They use the same. Cat model from fucking Stuart Little.
3: <laughs> are you
1: sure it's not? <laughs> I dusted it off. The okay.
3: Are you sure it's not the the cat model that uh, uh, Kevin Spacey turned into?
2: It's it's also the same cat. There is one. Do do people in Hollywood not know that like other types of cat besides the thing that's on the on the front of the Fancy Feast tin? There are other cats besides that one.
3: They wouldn't that know. They They've can, never they had don't a have cat. to
2: be white, long hair, fluffy things. I don't know why um, that's such a popular type of cat to put in your New York children's animated feature. It
1: says it says cat. It says cat very aggressively.
3: Yeah, so it also seems like they're going to take advantage of Lyle as a uh, a singing masterpiece uh or singing well, Marvel, I think
1: I think put him on stage. The conceit is that he already has a manager. I think that's right it's the Javier Bardem which my <laughs> god how far has his star fallen <laughs>
2: <laughs> truly truly this is no country for old Ben
3: <laughs> um oh yeah and, I guess uh, uh or he's a or is an old uh actor because when he's on stage he's a tiny croc
2: he's he can be both
3: he's a little crick so maybe he gave up the the star life, and or he's like, maybe uh he's like a recovering narcotics abuser or some of like that. Like he, he made it big, um, and then had to like hang up his scarf. I can't wait
0: for it.
2: I mean, I would give I would give them points if there was a scene where Lyle had to take his his like mentor figure to the methadone clinic.
3: That'd be awesome.
1: I. I. I would say there's about a
3: zero percent
1: chance of that being in the movie.
3: That that would be so smart for them. Like add a little realism to it. For a while Lyle <laughs> is like a homeless crocodile just like on the streets in a box shitting in an alleyway.
2: He would be in the sewers, Jake. Come on now.
3: Yeah.
1: Everyone Toilet knows alligators is. live in the sewers. Yeah. And he would duh.
2: He would occasionally be accosted by turtles.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if there's not one for pizza. turtle joke in this movie, I don't want it.
2: Maybe that's why they're all fucking set in New York. because Sony owns the rights to the the, teenage, the TMNT movies, so that this is like secret. Do low-key. they like the ooze is just kind of like small ooze contaminates. Small ooze. Like not not overdosing on ooze. Just just like you got into the tap water one day. Some of the crocodiles, they got like a, they got like a drop of it, or like you know, Tom and Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Tom and Jerry versus Teenage
3: Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why were they so confident that a... this ooze would give these animals personality? Um, because weren't the the pig and the rhino ones that got hit with the ooze actual I don't people think they first? Were
1: confident that it was gonna. I think the ooze was just like an accident. Yeah.
3: I'm not yeah, buying it. it was, or like industrial runoff. I feel yeah. like they should be still like in the turtle mindset, just be like giant freaks, slowly walking around New York City slums looking for pizza to eat.
1: Uh, I think Paramount owns yeah. TMT. Oh, movies.
3: Uh, some of the scenes were shot in good old Buffalo, New York. It really freak people to out. Shoot in Albany. No. they had to shoot they had Uh, to close down the 33 a bunch of explosions going on it was it was wild so i've heard i don't think we've had
1: i i actually was working on state street when they were filming the other guys up Mm -hmm. here
2: (laughs) mostly just a hassle i mean it's cool to be around the action but
1: yeah it's uh
3: Pain in the ass. <laughs> I recently got into watching um, uh, on HBO Max. They have the uh, "We Own This City," which is like um, about the big crime corruption in Baltimore, uh, or not crime, the cop yes, cop corruption in did. Baltimore. Um, and I, I, you've got so many shows about how good your police department is. Yeah, yeah, two, <laughs> <laughs> but they're like also really good. Um, I'm, I'm loving it. Oh, uh, I guess I probably can do it without naming him. Um, found out that the cops around here are so good that my first interaction with Baltimore police was my uh, trainer, my old trainer, who I had, uh, who was a ex Baltimore cop. Whatever, got talking about himself. He, he told he me some stories, crazy. and then I friended him on Facebook. And I, I, I was watching the show. And I'm like, you know, he probably was on the force around this time. Uh just Googled his name, you know, Baltimore Police Department. Sure enough. Uh, he was uh accused of um uh what was it? It was overtime like wage theft with like the um <laughs> with the uh who was it, the district attorney or something like that at the time. And she would like sign off on his like overtime that he did not work and she knew about it. And then he got he got <laughs> let go and found pled guilty and not became a personal became like my be personal innocent. trainer. <laughs> Just great. Do you
1: also try to embezzle your gains? Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs>
3: don't go through LA did, Fitness.
2: Like, wait, did he let you do like resistance training? Because I don't think as a customer. Who wouldn't let you do that? They're they're pretty the against that. that generally.
3: Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Resist. No, he would just hold me down, and then I would try to get up.
2: Worst push-ups
3: ever. <laughs> that was the workout. That was the workout. He would just hold me down and, and say, "I'm gonna be the resistance band today." <laughs> oh Jesus, yeah, it's um, but yeah, the I, the wire's next after we own the city because I've been so many people have told me to watch it.
1: Yeah, it's on my list too. I've heard nothing but good things, ridiculously it's, it's good a things, real feel good show. unassailably good things. Yeah, yeah.
0: real
2: opera um, will put a smile on your face. Uh, oh, there we go.
3: <laughs> Transition to smile. Okay, these next two, I guess, horror or three horror? No, just There's two just horror.
1: Three horror, horror films.
3: Yeah. I guess they them There's is a three. horror. Um, the next two, I guess, we'll leave they them for the last. Uh, I'm kind of excited for I haven't been excited for like a horror thriller in a while smile kind of I, I thought was an interesting
2: Cause the trade, yeah
3: probably like, a premise we've seen before when you boil it down I'll, but it, y'all remember the bye bye man
1: yeah I think Bye-bye. smile looks kind of stupid but I will admit that the jump scare at the end that got was, me pretty good
2: that was choice that was excellent jump scare at the end. I like. I was ready for. Like I was ready for it. It still got me. Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I was I'm also waiting.
2: Looking
3: at it now. Uh, yeah, I, I just went to it. Remember? Oh yeah, I was like, I was waiting for her to like bash her head into the window or some of like that, right. and did not expect nope. the, the old the old decapitation.
2: The old pendulum swing.
3: <laughs> the old loop de loop. Um. Maybe maybe it's a play on turn that frown upside down.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. Probably. Um, I just I like thinking about this as like just a. So I I sometimes partake in reading SCP files. I don't know how how much you guys read about SCP. I'm just I see like, a oh, TikTok yeah, no, every is, now and then. This is like your like your Euclid level, or you know, Kogito hazard. You just send out a team with uh, some amnesebnazidiacs. Abna- and you, you lock this down post taste that's nothing. Get the D Get, team out there; they'll fix it. Easily. I
3: understood zero of what you just said. How far away are we from having like an SCP movie?
2: They're 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 fucking like doing it. Like there's there's fan films out.
3: I know there's a ton of like fan film, fan animations. It just seems like there's a lot of like decent i guess um like lore to it to where you can probably get away with a solid movie out of it
2: yeah um is there gonna be an scp movie um nothing nothing i don't know if
3: it's mainstream enough
2: scp pestilence
3: um I'm,
1: I'm gonna ask again what what is SCP?
2: Okay, so Kurt, you you might enjoy this if you ever want to go down internet rabbit hole. So SCP was originally like kind of like a a spooky AR wiki. It was like um it was like a hoax wiki where they found like the so the premise is like um, it's this government agency that like, the SCP stands for Secure, Contain, and Protect. And they have to secure and contain and protect like really freaky fucking horrors from beyond the ken of, of Mortal okay. Imagining. Um, it started off with like two posts. And one of them, I'm, you may remember it. Um, SCP, the first one was uh, SCP-173. Um, no, not the fan wiki. The actual SCP-133. <laughs> what the fuck?
3: I think a um, lot of like what is spooky about it is also the fact that how much is like unknown. Oh yeah, suppose it's supposed it's formatted
2: like a redacted government document.
3: Yeah, right.
2: So this is the this is the original. So they don't have to write the whole story. Um, <laughs> so it, and it uses intentionally obfuscated terms like cogito hazard and object class Euclid. Um, so the original one was they found this statue of, like, a, they were, like, Googling around. They found this, like, weird German statue of a creepy fucking, like, it looked like a weird baby that's, like, with shit on it. Here it is. Let me let me send the picture over to you. Because um, it doesn't look like it's on the site anymore. So instead of, like, oh, what if this was, like, an actual thing that tried to kill you? <laughs> Yeah, the original post was like, "Oh, you know, it's this weird living statue that has like, you know, the weeping angel kind of vibe. Where if you blink, it'll run up to you and snap your neck in an instant. So to to contain this one, you have like three guards staring at it at all times. If anyone's in the room to feed it, and and it just grew from there. And now it's like a whole fucking it's a whole fucking thing with thousands of entries, and um, it's it's a it's a nice, it's a nice support system for writing your creepy pasta.
1: Yeah. Right. So I see because I, yeah, like I said, I didn't understand a single yeah. word you were saying.
3: I, I know very, li- I heard about it first through my, uh, my coworker was very into it. And I was like, what the fuck's that? And then I, I, now I see a TikTok every now and then about some of it. And it's somebody narrating some of the texts or stories of it and, it's interesting, from like a story perspective. Um, so the uh, next one may or may not be supernatural, at, or just I don't know. Very excuse me saw vibes, but maybe it'll drive down the uh, the demand for like Airbnb. <laughs> Barbarian came out with a teaser trailer. Uh, yeah, the two
1: minute and thirty four second. Yeah, teaser Real trailer. Teaser
3: trailer. Basically, it's a trailer.
1: Uh, yeah, it, uh, based on the title, it did not go the way I expected it to go.
3: I guess it, it, uh, it must come from like Barbary Street, right? That's, I think the house is on, it's like something, 476 Barbary Street. So, Barbarian, maybe. Perhaps. Beats me.
1: Um, yeah, it's unknowable. But I love in the stream. <laughs> they're like, oh, first of all, Justin Long is in this apparently. Oh, okay. Um, second off, I love in the trailer they're like from a producer of it and an executive producer of The Grudge. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: they're
3: really getting the specifics in here.
1: <laughs> it, it it reminds me of all the all the fucking terrible parody movies that the Wayans brother made that they advertised as from two of the six writers of Scary Movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly.
3: So, uh, the the synopsis for this um, is a young woman traveling to Detroit for a job interview books a rental home, but when she arrives late at night, she discovers the house is double booked, and a strange man is already staying in there. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the evening, but soon discovers that there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. Bum, bum, bum. Well, you're technically the unexpected house guest, so. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so we got Bill Skarsgård, Georgina Campbell, Justin Long. Bill Skarsgård's is the one who opens the door, so I instantly think he's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I may be right. I don't know. Uh, they, they definitely play it off um, as he's not. Because, but I think he is because he kind of lures her into the creepy ass basement. Nice. Uh, where apparently she finds Justin Long, whatever whatever character he's playing, so maybe he's trapped there. That kind of makes the premise kind of too the basement, simple. He
2: says, like, go away, baiting,
0: <laughs>
3: baiting. Um, so I I don't know I don't know if this the premise is too simple but the trailer definitely made it look a little scary but who knows it could it could just be all the scary moments put in this teaser trailer and that's it
2: maybe they're doing like a Minotaur in the labyrinth kind of situation maybe yeah or they're gonna here go into this cave dungeon there's going to be a man chasing you
3: <laughs>
2: try not to die.
3: Yeah, but it's only teasers. So we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah,
2: I mean, I I do like that. It kind of, I know that liminal spaces is the is the hot spooky meme right now, or it's been for a while, and this definitely has that vibe. Um, I can't wait till they make the back rooms the movie. That believe uh, that that one you can leave to Blumhouse.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Blumhouse, um. Please oh god never shoot a trailer in this format ever again. I don't care how well it fits with your title thematically. They slash them. God. Okay, so this is a bunch of different shots of like the what, what is it mm-hmm. is it a conversion camp?
1: I think, I think it's, it's a prayer it's, with a gag sort of yeah. thing.
2: No, it's oh um, uh, well, maybe, yeah. But it's a place for, yeah. uh, whatever the case, they're, they're like LGBTQ plus folks going to this camp, and the counselors are up to something, and the primary, uh, well, Jake, you could uh, explain the primary camera effect going on throughout <sighs> this trailer.
3: So going on throughout the trailer, we got they'll take one scene, put it on the left. Uh, divided by a slash and then put a totally different scene sometimes juxtaposing it uh like we have i stopped on one on the left it's they're all being blindfolded and led into like the woods i assume on the right they're all playing tug-of-war in a line so maybe some sort of juxtaposition um it it's jarring. I don't, I don't care what it is. It's artsy and it's jarring as fuck. And it makes it hard to watch the trailer. <laughs> Cause your eyes are constantly going back and forth, back and forth.
1: Really, yeah. So, really uh, Kevin Bacon plays sure. the head counselor. Yeah. Uh, and I believe he was in the original Friday the 13th. So this is kind of a, a full circle career moment for him. Um, he uh, so yeah, like I said, he's he runs this conversion camp. Uh, a group of LGBTQ plus campers arrive at Whistler Camp. He's Owen Whistler. Uh, they are promised a new sense of freedom by the end of the week, but as the counselors attempt to psychologically break down each of the campers, a mysterious killer starts claiming victims, and they must reclaim their power if they're going to survive the horrors of the camp. It's. Topical, maybe Pride Month. This movie comes out in August.
3: <laughs> they had to fit it. They had to fit the trailer in sometime.
2: You would think that, like, oh, I know this is this is Paramount. I was, I was like, oh, if it was, oh well, no, it's on Peacock. Yeah, You'd yeah, think the Peacock could be flexing the rainbows in their in their logo. <laughs>
1: You'd think. But uh guess not. It's NBC Universal. <laughs> they've never been one to capitalize on on what they've got. <laughs> um But other studios sometimes capitalize on what they've got and, and we we give it to you. Give That's it to right. you straight on the follow up where we look at how some of these movies we cover on Trey are doing at the old box office. And for weekend twenty-four, we're almost halfway through the year, guy.
3: Okay? Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, like two weeks.
3: Yikes. Yeah, it's almost fourth of <laughs> July. Spooky. That's a real horror uh, movie. <laughs> time. The passing adulthood. of the passing <laughs> of time.
1: Right. Um, Jurassic World Dominion. Remains in the top spot, but takes it on the chin, dropping nearly sixty percent from its opening weekend. Uh fifty-nine million dollars. Uh opening in twenty one more theaters this week. <laughs> had some holdouts, I guess.
2: They had to Made get it. rid of, they had to finally let Morbius out.
0: <laughs>
1: they they have to let go. Um my yeah ASIC, so uh
2: this one this one's a candidate like we said before this one's a candidate for masterpiece theater and judging by the the drop week to week um it's it may be a contender
1: yeah we'll uh we'll see i mean it made a um,
3: damn good amount of money so far six hundred forty five million in the first oh yeah. first I mean, two it's gonna
2: weeks do, it's gonna do numbers yeah. Numbers yeah. will happen in and around
3: e- it. Even with all the negative press, I guess negative press. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on?
1: Um, It wasn't... It was, like... This movie was kind of, like, pre-maligned. Like, I saw it, it getting memed on in areas that you don't typically see movies getting memed on. Like... Message boards for sports teams.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's got thirty uh, percent critic score and then seventy-seven percent. Yeah, seventy-seven percent audience, audience score. score. So yeah, that's it, you know what it, well, it, it may be like a bad movie in terms of like plot and like acting, but with this movie it can get away with that if it's got big scary dinosaurs for you to oogle at and. And just munch popcorn through. You know? You can't hear the lines when you're munching on popcorn, so did you actually hear them deliver cringe ass lines about CGI dinosaurs?
2: We can we can recreate the audience from from popcorn samples frozen in amber.
1: <laughs> can recreate it in the aggregate.
2: Just because um he- they, the move the producers thought they could doesn't mean they should. I butchered that. I butchered that like they butchered that movie,
1: even though I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Look how they massacred my boy.
3: Well, what did uh, what was the last one? This was the Fallen Kingdom.
1: Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom.
3: Yeah, What's this doing? Rotten Tomat. My... That was the one. Not with like,
2: The dinosaur, the evil dinosaur auction.
3: Forty-seven yes. and forty-eight. Forty-seven 48. critic and forty-eight percent audience.
1: Whoo! So I guess audiences they fell for the nostalgia. That's probably why. Yeah. They got the thirty percent. vote. they called back everyone. <laughs> they went, they they went back into the the archives. They pulled out the rolodex for everyone that was involved in Jurassic Park, and they kept calling.
3: <laughs> I heard. They, I heard they though didn't that up
2: until they said, heard Samuel Jackson right. say "fuck you." uh, Like like your shirt, Kurt, Ghostbusters Afterlife. (laughs) They literally brought more people than were (laughs) left to show up in the
1: movie. They brought someone from the afterlife to be in Ghostbusters Afterlife.
3: (laughs) I heard that Sam Neill doesn't do much in this one. He's more just like a...
2: I don't think any of them do. They probably all have. I like don't think lines. any of them
1: really wanted to be there. Uh, I think they just got thrown a bag of money and were like, "Sure."
3: Apparently, Laura Dern is the plot driver, uh, and Chris Pratt also doesn't do much. But <laughs> which is funny because he's the lead. As but long as if pushes his pushes
2: his hand out tentatively toward a raptor face. Oh, uh, he
3: also does it to untrained dinosaurs, and they somehow stop too. I think Excellent. that was a part of that DNA string.
1: Because he has the Kavorka. <laughs>
3: yeah. Did he put his own DNA in the dinosaurs? They just, <laughs> they just smell him and they're like, You're one of us.
1: Jake, do I look like someone who watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Maybe. Maybe.
2: All I know is that all I know For is a that a dino auction and they had laser guided raptors. <laughs> Instead of just guns. And, they said the it, weapon system of the future is the laser guided raptor.
1: Everyone knows raptors are you know the perfect weapon they're they're immune to to bullets right Hey man <laughs> this animal will not be stopped by a fucking 556 five, round to the chest <laughs> They were just no, trying to sir. get that
3: Call of Duty crossover okay press, And they got stuck with Fortnite left bumper to
2: attack with raptor They're just like trying
1: to I'm make be sure I'm pretty sure like humans have advanced to to a point where even if dinosaurs were somehow brought back, they would not pose a real threat. <laughs> Think we could oh. very quickly hunt them to extinction. You, you can
3: shoot them still. <laughs> They're not bulletproof. And walls exist. You know. You know what. You know what
1: was great. You re- remember how in the original Jurassic Park, the whole thing was. You know, they were, they were stranded. They were isolated. They didn't have any weapons, and that's kind of why the dinosaurs were scary. <laughs> And then the end when the national guard shows up, everyone's okay. <laughs>
2: Chaos. In in the,
3: in the new one, it's all hey, watch out for capitalism, because you'll sell your dinosaur to AT and T. Yeah there there
1: was a there was a message in in the original Jurassic Park because it was based on a book. Uh, after they had no more books with which to base these movies off of, the writing quality plummeted. Yeah. Everyone remembers how Jeff Goldblum could not remember how many kids he had between movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I prefer him as Jeff Goldbrum.
0: Um, I Sweep probably up. did. Sweep up that sl- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Opening in second, we have Lightyear uh, bringing in that cold 50.5 million. A good 9 million behind um jurassic world but also in 400 fewer theaters not that you would probably expect to gain 9 million from that
2: mm. it but being, um, it being a kids movie it will probably yeah. have a long tail
1: it has crossed the 100 million dollar threshold well we'll talk a little bit more about how long a tail we think it's gonna have um, Who
3: knows, maybe it's actually not, growing a tail.
1: It's really a, a kid's movie. Uh, when we discuss it later on in the show, um, for now, I'll just say that it has uh, has crossed the $100 million threshold, which is not bad. Um, it's been a minute since we've had a Pixar movie release in theaters. Uh, Soul, Onward, and Luca all dropped on Disney+.
3: Um, yeah, I wonder I wonder if uh, they're going to bring Lightyear to Disney Plus earlier or not. Um,
1: I would assume that it would be on Disney Plus before anything else as far as home video goes. Um, Top Gun Maverick drops another spot all the way down to third now, but only losing 13.9%. The hype is real for Top Gun Maverick, and I...
2: That I, oh, damn it. you may be wondering why we ended up all, two or three of us, <laughs> our particular hair. I think that was, uh, it was office peer pressure, to be yes, sure. But mostly. I think it, that was initiated by uh, one of our coworkers. Also saw Top Gun over the weekend and was inspired.
3: I didn't even fucking yeah. realize. I'm sorry, I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I should we, were,
1: we weren't gonna say anything, and then I even gave you a hint. I'm like, I'm you're really doing a good job of no selling what's going on right now.
3: <laughs> I'm so fucking... immediately
1: cackle like all of my coworkers when I walked through the door of a fucking Fu Manchu, chew. Well, it's
3: I think partially because it's just tiny pictures and like Every now and then, there's a microphone obscuring half your face. Kurtz is a little <laughs> bit more recon- but I, I should have gotten Peter too. I'm sorry, that's my my you really bad. Should have. Now that Peter I'm seeing actually- it, now that I'm seeing, like, I think my my brain just like auto completed like the past <laughs> four or five weeks and just inserted a mustache instead of a beard. <laughs>
1: God,
3: I, wonder I will how say awkward. Peter
1: wears it wears it actually pretty well. Yeah, I
3: um, do.
2: It's, it, I, I've, I look. I've seen other family members and how they <laughs> trust me this comes from a long line of <laughs> of uh, mustache game like I I yeah several of my uh, members several of the family in my father's generation have like the perfect 70s dad vibe going on like we're talking this but with, like, the big glasses. (laughs) With, like, the 70s, like, Coke bottles.
3: Yeah, I got all the hair from my mom's side. Get it all from my grandpa. I'm going to go bald at, like, 40 or 50. And my beard isn't probably growing it as it should be. But my brother, he got it from my dad's side. He can grow an afro. My dad had an afro for some reason. I'm sure he could pull off the mustache like crazy like my dad. That thing's just like a, a whale's mouth. It just can filter so much krill. <laughs> Got that Bailey. I, I mean, he just drinks ocean water and, <laughs> and just spits it out the back, you know, like an actual whale. <laughs> it just ends up with, with krill as his protein intake he for the dr- day. takes a
2: drink right out of the ocean. He's like, I don't know what, what y'all are going on about salty.
3: Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, You know, actually, I might just uh, put a little salt in my beard beforehand. Like a little seasoning.
2: This, you put the beard under the sink to... <laughs> like, we're out of Brita filters. Let me just <laughs> run it through.
3: If you wait 30 minutes, the water will eventually drain out, purified. Odd. Oh, where's the sponge at? Hold on. Let me just... Can I can I read to you
1: guys the uh, the synopsis that they put on Box Office Mojo for Top Gun Maverick? Please and, and tell me if it strikes you as odd. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground. That's it. That's the end of the synopsis.
3: <laughs> they got lost. <laughs> they ran out of characters.
2: You a word <laughs> as the old internet might say.
3: Um
1: it's made 913 million worldwide so far. It will probably cross the billion dollar threshold, which I don't know how to feel about that.
2: <laughs> well, I don't um, know is how they're going to do another one. So,
1: what do you mean? <laughs> On it. It'd be very easy for them to do another one.
3: More planes.
1: <laughs> um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness Um is uh quite a bit behind <laughs> the the top runners here. Uh but in fourth place with four point four million dollars, only down fourteen point seven percent as well, but out of eight hundred and eighty theaters in seventh week uh 944 million so in disney dollars that's a failure <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep
1: Can't uh th- the bobs burgers movie takes another hit on the chin here down 52.4% in its fourth week uh bringing in only 1.17 million and out of nearly half the theaters it was in uh worldwide only Bring in thirty-two million dollars.
2: I can't expect that the international Bob's Burgers audience was that large.
1: You're correct. That has only brought in two million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> not domestically.
3: Do they, how, do, where do they all release it? I wonder if they release it like everywhere. I,
1: I would I would assume it probably only got some run in like Canadian border towns. Yeah. Maybe Mexican border towns as well. Um, the bad guys is in sixth, um, down two spots from the week prior, and down sixty two sixty point two percent out of nine hundred thirty nine theaters, bring in just over a million dollars. Everything everywhere all at once uh, loses seven hundred fifty five theaters, only loses twenty eight percent week over like, week. If
2: if four hundred five million is a box office failure for Disney. Then the sixty-four million that this is brought in is positively a fucking blockbuster by a twenty-four. For a twenty-four,
1: yeah, like eighty-eight million dollars might be like outside of maybe the Disaster Artist, the biggest uh, a twenty-four box office. It might even be bigger Thir- than the Disaster Artist. Thirteen
2: weeks in the top ten.
1: Um, I don't know if they were all in the top 10 but yeah it's it's had some staying power and it's, it's very, always impressive and confusing to me how these movies hang on and like bring in a good chunk despite you know being available on video on demand or Blu-ray or whatever mm-hmm. um, Down Abbey a new era down two spots as well and 53% in just its fifth week. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, okay. Highest grossing film.
0: Yeah. Get
1: on it. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, $239,000. And that's good enough for a top 10 spot. Uh, The box office is either extremely top heavy or still hasn't recovered fully from COVID.
3: Yeah, that, that's that's the weird part. I was, like, thinking, I, I thought maybe it was, like, a really good week for the box office, because, like, look at our top three contenders are 50-50 and 44 million, but, um, mm-hmm. like, overall, uh, when you compare it to, like, last week, it's, it's down from 212 million.
1: So yeah, box office which, over, uh, I guess I don't know. Would you expect it to go up over Father's Day weekend, or would you expect it to go down? Well, there's no. I'm like not Bob's sure.
2: Burgers would be like the dad movie,
1: uh, or top. You Gun. know, I don't. I don't. A know top Gun. How... I mean, that's probably why Top Gun didn't didn't drop that much.
3: I expect like Father's Day stuff to be full of more like dads going out doing an activity like golf or something like that. Yeah, or going to like an event like a baseball on game.
2: Father's Day movies, the same way you can on Mother's Day movies.
3: That or like Thanksgiving, like yeah, because moms want quality time and food. stuff like that. But like Thanksgiving or like even Christmas for some reason, like Christmas when you got the whole family around, and you're just trying to spend some time with the kids or something like that, or keep them busy. You go take them to a movie. Like that's what kind of what well, we would do.
1: <laughs> Christmas. uh... There's another group of people that doesn't celebrate Christmas that needs something to do that day.
3: No. (laughs) Zoroastrian. Jew? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, to to mistake.
1: Like I said, you got to be careful. It carries a lot of stank. Got the hard J
3: on there. You can really load it up. Got to do the soft Um, J. The U. The U? The U's. U-log. The U's.
1: Um, Brian and Charles opens in 10th. If you want to see in... how
2: weak the, the, uh, the top 10 is.
1: Well, I mean, well, it's in fairness, it's only in 300, not even 300 theaters. Oh, right? Um, but also in fairness, a 774 per theater average is not exactly, um.
3: Yeah. Those theaters weren't packed. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, but it it makes the top ten, bringing in a mere two hundred sixteen thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars, which you know pre pandemic would never have sniffed the top ten. That's like a, a mid thirties box office gross. Um, but we're still not all the way back yet yeah. in terms of movie going. Um, um, shout outs to the fan of the opera. From sony pictures open. class. Oh, the open. Jesus. I guess my brain auto-completed there. That that's even more perplexing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that's gone up 142%. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: also shout-outs to uh The Witch Part 2, the other one. Uh, notably this is not a sequel to Robert Eggers twenty sixteen twenty fifteen 2015 film The VVitch.
1: The vavitch
2: This is not a sequel to that, as far as I know. This is like like a Korean movie.
1: Well go USA Entertainment. That that seems legit. Um up up. But um you might notice that we didn't pull a spotlight. Well, it's uh we're waiting for movies to open. <laughs> and uh, now that we have another review series, it's kind of hard to and I, I'll, I'll confess, I haven't really started the editing on the first episode of Masterpiece Theater, but It'll I will happen. get it out as soon as I can. <laughs> It'll happen. Peter will be over at my house. He will make me do it. <laughs> That's
2: right.
1: Oh. Um, But we're going to take a look at The Watcher because we couldn't remember if we had done The Lost City or not.
0: <laughs> if
1: you um, remember, the watcher... send
2: us a comment berating yeah. us.
1: For being stupid. For skipping um, that
3: great movie, apparently. It made a lot
1: of money. Um, but The Watcher is a, a movie that we uh, checked out on Trey Watch, and we're like, this is, this is not a new concept. <laughs> and uh, did not make a ton of money at the box office uh, this week, or just in general only bring in $1.879 million worldwide. Um, And it's decidedly average reviews on IMDb, 6.4 out of 10, Uh, 7 out of 10 from IGN, noted movie review outlet. Um, And 81% of Google users liked it, which is pretty low for Google users, yet... Mysteriously, 87% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, But as we all know, we don't care about any of that. We don't even care about the IMDb score so much. We need to hear it from the people. Like, anyone can just drop a number on IMDb and leave, but only the realest of the real reviewers
2: can articulate themselves.
1: Stick around to articulate their thoughts, to justify... The number they gave the movie. Yeah, these are their stories. Konkong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get a good edit of like an IMDb intro. <laughs> conk, conk. Uh
1: For all you for all you people who were born uh, after 1998, that is the sound of the popular TV show Law and Order. They use that sound in scene transitions. Was it by Dick Wolf, is that a... Executive producer Dick Wolf,
3: yes. Dick Wolf. Just giant lot
1: of Dick Wolf. <laughs> um You're right there. Yep. One such uh young Dick Wolf uh of the IMDB review section is Mon Berger, who has a 10 out of 10 review, simple thriller slash horror, but effective. Uh, This is a warning spoilers, but I detected no real spoilers, so I'll allow it. It's my show. What are you going to do? Six out of 18 found it helpful. Usually we say that at the end, but I didn't depress the spoiler things. Uh, Wow! Exclamation mark. I was mesmerized by this film. Simple storyline but effectively directed that works. I was literally watching the movie from the corner of my eye. I think the director did a great job not putting subtitles during some of the conversations in Romanian. We can feel how the lead actress felt as in many of the talks. She was not understanding, which adds another level of insecurity slash fear. To the not being able to communicate, and I thought it was great. And the end is horrifying. Wraps up the story nicely. Exclamation mark! Great film. Six out of eighteen. Found that helpful. Became more and more Bernie, Bernie. as the review went on.
2: <laughs> the only thing we should be watching is our expenditure on the military. <laughs> the only
1: thing we should be watching is the budget increases. They've been creeping up. We have not raised taxes to properly offset the deficit.
0: <laughs> I have
1: a rare talent for just Bernie S. Grants.
3: <laughs> with all the Politics policy do not issues, not line up that great. <laughs> with all the policy issues, it it's, uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of content to pull from. Mm-hmm. Um, one out of 10 from what I can only assume is somebody's first, middle, and last name from Mr. Online, Movie Critic Online, actually. He decided to put his first, middle, and last name. Weird. Um, hey, these are the IMDb users that we go after. We hunt with our IMDb hunting license. With our laser-guided <laughs> review raptors. And, and we'll bag them, and we'll tag them, and there's no limit too many problems I'm not even gonna do a voice this is a long one <laughs> <laughs> this is just poorly written so everything you wouldn't do the writer makes the characters do just to force an action <laughs> when she when she first spots the watcher she doesn't tell her husband and when she finally tells him we get the old we get the old he doesn't believe her oh yeah well why would you she's a woman so uh, it was just one ridiculous scene after the other. Blame the writer, who is also the director. Sophisticated writers don't make you aware of their writing. I.e., character actions were motivated. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever going to know I wrote this shit. <laughs> I'm not going to put any words in this movie. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Yo! He's movie critic online. He knows what he's talking about. That's <laughs> true. To make sure
2: it does
3: Oh, he, he gives an example. Okay, all right. Well, let's see what she said. Character actions were motivated by the writer's need to create drama, which we need, but it has to come naturally, not forced through dumb decisions. For example, characters act against their own self-preservation and put themselves at risk when there is no need to. I didn't believe one thing she did. If something consumes you, like the Watcher, you would be asking people around and sharing her story. It was just so cliché. I don't know what that was.
1: We've seen that's cliché.
3: Uh, there's no umlaut over the e, so it's cliché. Cliché. <laughs> I don't think umlauts go over e's, but whatever okay. it is, uh, whatever the uh, little little swoop. Uh, little fun, we've seen this movie so many times before. Starting with the Rear Window, Rosemary's Baby. And this was no less predictable. She couldn't find a cab. She had to take the train? I mean, really? (laughs) Acting was fine, which is rare these days, but even the authentic locations and good acting couldn't save the derivative film. The energy was just sluggish and the few interesting parts never developed into anything, like the girl neighbor or the club. Okay. None of the characters were very likable, the husband being the least likable, and there is a very good reason for the stereotypical one-dimensional character. But if I r- reveal why this review will be if I reveal why this review will be deleted, go read Akuno's kuno's interviews and you'll know what I'm talking about. Just a total distortion of reality. Anyway, the lead was kinda of annoying. At the end of the day, this was an incomplete script turned into a movie. The worst part of the the worst part is that the director had to explain the ending in interviews. Apparently, it's a political commentary manifested through a story we've seen a million times. Go figure. I wish politics didn't get injected into everything these days. Five out of ten found that helpful.
1: Uh, before we continue here, I just need to... I, I, I finally like looked in detail at the this link about Everything Everywhere All at Once becoming A24's highest grossing movie. And I need, to, I need to share with everyone what my eyes have seen. Um, so the, the article comes from sports.yahoo.com. This movie review came from the sports section. The headline, Everywhere, Everything, All at Once is now A24's highest grossing film. The, the line directly underneath that, find out how you can watch the best lesbian movie of the year. And queer woman. This is coming from (laughs) sports.yahoo.com.
2: Yeah, and I don't think it says lesbians anywhere in the article. I'm I'm reading the three paragraph, like the five paragraph article here.
3: Um, There's one comment on it though. Best movie oh, ever wait, made. Thank wait, you, Jericho. They say it
2: in a sentence from the end. Yo's character is a lesbian as well. Moving on.
3: <laughs> Central themes of family, accepting queer members. Yeah. So that was enough ends. to... That was ends. enough to get the... um Like, it's about a multiverse. Why wouldn't they do, like, the best multiverse movies of all time? Or... Something to Doctor Strange. I'm sure they have a thing about that. Because Jake, it's Pride. Oh yeah. Well, not for Yahoo. They don't have a rainbow thingy on their banner. Boycott Yahoo. Boycott (laughs) Yahoo. Yeah. Boycott. Look at Google. They did it. Blue, red, orange, blue, green, and red. Your classic rainbow colors.
2: CJ, you're asking the qu you're asking the hard questions. Just like <laughs> the real question. just like rad HRH, uh, who gives it the six out of ten is also asking the hard questions such as why don't they have curtains in Romania? <laughs> Above average thriller about people looking out of windows. I wonder where I've seen that before. Of course the entire premise would fail if they'd only buy some curtains like normal people, but they don't. Micah Monroe plays the damsel in distress, but her character is a bit of a misery guts and spends most of the movie scowling, skulking, or frowning. Bern Gorman is perfectly creepy. The movie itself is low-keyed by the numbers, as if it was written and directed according to a checklist, but it's effective for all that. There's quite a lot of Romanian language, so if you watch without subtitles, you miss some dialogue, but I'm not sure you miss anything important. <laughs> two,
1: two two out of three. Savage. Alright. Well G Money nine one three one two uh has a rebuttal. The end. Warning spoilers. Again, no spoilers detected, so we'll allow it. Really? <laughs> Double question mark. How can it end that way? Ellipses. After such a good movie. Another ellipses. So intense. Everyone was full of anxiety. Very good movie and such good acting. Now believe your wife's apostrophe S. LOL.
2: <laughs> Rock it. Knocked the socks off. That is that zero is
1: out of three. Review. Found that helpful. This was literally the last nine star review, and I was I was saved by its presence.
2: Coming out of left field. Meanwhile, that was. Did, did you get a so, spicy text, Jake? Did yeah. You, did your bucket of cookies arrive?
3: Bucket of cookies. How do you know about that?
2: I don't know. I, you I actually check on my this. let me side note. You, ch- you check on my look, Amazon wish list? I'm gonna look up cookie
3: stores in my in my
2: town. <laughs> I know there's probably like an insomnia cookie around.
3: I know um, um the, the only one I can think of is like Ocean oh, City by me. But I'm that's an idiot. like that
2: close. There's literally a place a block from me called the cookie factory. What am I even talking <laughs> Am I stupid?
3: Go there after. Did I die? <laughs> Go there now. We'll fill in. We'll be Peter. Yeah. Uh, so, our, our Slansha 21 says, what was it? Double question mark. One out of ten. I watched it yesterday, okay? What was the point of that horrifically bad, boring movie? Hyphen. No story. Hyphen. No suspense, hyphen, no thrill, hyphen, no horror. I mean, what was it? Question mark, question mark, question mark. The director was unclear to sail the movie anywhere it was nowhere. Please don't make these kind of movies purposeless. Hype. And once again, please, please, please stay away from this trash. Parenthetical, save your one hour, 36 hours. One one colon, 36 (laughs) hours. Go play with your kids or play any Nintendo or Mario game. Six (laughs) out of nine found that helpful. Came with instructions. I like that. I I like that kind of review. I like a dominating, authoritative IMDB user.
1: Mario Odyssey is a hell of a game. (laughs) Jake's gone to the blurry zone.
2: Kurt's been hit by. Kurt's been struck by he's, a bad connection.
3: He's he's getting DDoSed. That's
2: okay. I'm. I'll come in with a clutch here because, you know, I I bring up I'm the anchor. I'm the anchor of this fucking team. Um, it's, it's all on me, guys.
3: Meanwhile, my camera's bugging out too. We'll see.
2: Um, from Manuel a says manuela says um four out of ten don't even bother with this one a complete waste of time this movie this movie is about as lame and uneventful as they come the first hour is a boring slog of a film about a becky that aims to be the most annoying lead in a movie this year She's boring in that her only hobby is looking out her window to see if anyone's looking at her, the perpetual (laughs) victimhood of the white woman. This goes on for almost the duration of the film. And just when things get interesting, it ends literally an hour and 10 minutes of paint drying. And then 20 minutes of this actually not sucking. It's a shame that movies like this keep being financed, but the fact is, it's another in a long string of movies about women who suffer from perpetual victimhood, where every man is a potential threat, and every female is weak and unhinged. It's like Hollywood has this, this sick obsession with perpetuating the stereotype of the weak damsel in distress, where every white man is out to get them. Cut it out already. The movies are all trash, and no one with any real taste actually likes them. Don't waste your time on this trash.
1: Uh, three out of six. Chef's
2: kiss. I sit. I always pull them, I always pull the best ones for last.
1: All right. Well, that's been the follow up. On to gaming news. Um, AMD's new FSR two point upscaling has just been uh, posted to GitHub. Uh, the source code for it. That is. Uh, which can uh, lead to its refinement um, and uh, lead to its implementation in more games, especially indie titles. Not that many indie titles come out that are graphically demanding enough to warrant any sort of AI upscaling technology, Mm -hmm. but nice that they have the option. I I know sometimes I really feel the need to to turn on DLSS when I'm playing Disco Elysium, <laughs> which I I don't get to play enough during the week.
2: I I need my motivation. When I'm playing it, I'm enjoying it, but I need the motivation to play it.
1: Yeah, I I do I do enjoy it quite a bit. Uh Review forthcoming, likely. Um, so Cherry MX low profile switches are coming out now uh they have some stealth options which uh just means that they're they're linear switches (laughs) i got i got muted in l10 the other day by the organizer (laughs) because i was typing something i forgot the mute (laughs) i have i have have a keyboard of gator on blue switches in my outfit
3: Nice. Just, just break it down. I was like,
1: "Really, dude? Come on! Like, you have all kinds of crazy background noise going on all the time, and you're gonna mute me because I typed?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, excellent. I wonder if I'll have to make that upgrade when I join the working man back in the office.
2: You need to put like, I want, I want to not see. Now I have to look up the loudest keycap. Pop, 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 Like, you could probably put, like, a, like, you know, a kalimba. Or, like, a, you know, a thumb piano on your keycap so that you play.
3: Well, I, um, I, my coworker just got a mechanical keyboard for his office set up. And I was like, you got a mechanical keyboard? I'm like, I'm talking to you right now. It's pretty quiet in this office. You're going to piss off a lot of people. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 they're, uh, they were like synthetic. They're quiet ones or something like that. I forgot what Well, the... it
1: depends on what kind you of, like, I, Peter has a blue, and you can hear it whenever he types something. Yeah. I have a brown, which is a lot quieter.
3: There's also, um, like, membrane-style ones that are very quiet, too.
1: Well, if it's membrane-style,
3: it's not actually. Or, or, like, a hybrid, a hybrid mechanical well, one. Well,
1: any linear switch will be pretty quiet. Yeah. Um the uh,
2: the internet says that uh, a beam a beam spring plus a solenoid will do the trick
3: Jesus
0: sounds kind a of
1: satisfying click I like that sound though that's why I have the <laughs> I was trying to explain to uh, a co-worker uh, who's the the QA manager. Um what the appeal of a mechanical keyboard was or like why i liked the blue i have in my office i was like it's 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 a good tactile feedback when you're typing especially when you hit the space bar and it has a nice kaching like hits a typewriter and i just i like the na- i like the noise it makes
2: <laughs> yeah we should just get a selectric like an old uh, <laughs> ibm selectric and hook it up to your fucking uh, to your monitor your, your computer setup <laughs> oh, from that from that weird era where there were electric typewriters. We
1: we have gone through some interesting technological innovations.
3: I think um, my, my grandpa has one of those. Sure, it's like real fucking
2: cool. It's got like a it's got like a weird swiveling ball thing that has all the letters on it, and you so it only has one like key. It's just a really Hmm. fucking big, honking, complicated one.
1: Um, Activision Blizzard shareholders are voting in favor of the harassment report despite the board of directors' objections. The proposal to add an employee representative to the board of directors was rejected outright, however. In May, Activision Blizzard's board of directors urged shareholders to vote against the proposed report on the company's efforts to combat abuse, harassment, and discrimination in the workplace. The board argued that having to prepare yet another report would divert resources that could be more effectively used elsewhere. And furthermore, would create a set of metrics that are simply not the best measures of how the company is responding to employee concerns. (laughs) At today's (laughs) annual meeting, however, the shareholders said... Nah, I'm good and voted for it anyway.
2: <laughs> good job, guys.
1: Uh, out of the not all heroes wear capes. Some of them uh, venture capital that are weighted millions of dollars. Uh into the breach, much like FTL before it is getting a free advanced edition expansion. Um into the breaches game, Peter and I have, have dabbled with in the past. Um it's pretty fun. It's from the same people who brought you uh, FTL, which is one of our favorite games, I think that's fair to say.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty easy fave.
1: Um, and uh, the advanced edition of FTL is what we've been playing for the past, I don't know, eight years at this point.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Um, and uh, Into the Breach is getting the same treatment. Uh the the game will also be coming to mobile devices with this update. Um, a, the Advanced Edition 3 content update will be coming to all platforms. The mobile version will be available through Netflix, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> both will be available on July 19th, plus one more surprise announcement below. Uh, the Advanced Edition update includes new sounds, weapons, and pilots, new enemies, bosses, and challenges. It will be free on all platforms, and iOS and Android for Netflix subscribers
3: on July nineteenth. I love how this was a update to Elden Ring. Uh, the latest patch um, brings the, the biggest quality of life change, which is finally you can just quit to desktop.
1: What you couldn't? Because I guess to for desktop? ages they've
3: had <laughs> yeah, a system you where you had a, where you've had to go, you know, go to settings go to exit, which brings you back to the main menu. Then you have to right. go through their disclaimer, click agree, and then go down to quit game. <laughs> like That's terrible. Like you have to go through, you have to go through the opening cinematic or the opening like thing where they show the, the, the software company. It's like fucking why? Just let me quit. <laughs> As you were running down that you're like, you go to settings. I'm like,
1: yeah. Okay. You go to exit. I'm like, yeah. Okay. This This is pretty standard stuff. <laughs> I was like, you yeah. just hit quit to desktop from the main menu, but you're like, no, it brings you to the disclaimer. I'm it like, brings you oh, through
3: the start oh. again. Brings you through the start again. You have to click through that, and you have to click through the the disclaimer or something about watch the a unskippable ring. ten minutes cutscene. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's so silly. It's like yeah, every be time like you if leave. The Witcher
1: had a fu- the the the, the cutscene at the beginning of The Witcher was unskippable. It's like a seven minute fucking cutscene.
3: Uh, the uh, they also Witcher. had some bug fixes too, Top so to play. Yeah, they also had some bug fixes too, um, but there's a variety of them, so I'm not gonna delve into anything with that. But that's the biggest quality of life improvement for that. <laughs> so maybe I'll play it again. Who knows? Maybe going through new game plus.
1: Uh, you have to you have to do a uh, Lobotomite run, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're not a real gamer. Yeah,
3: I'll have to do the...
1: Pattern uh... recognition is a form of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the goes. best deals... in the seem Steam Summer Sale's on, um, and PC Gamer has compiled a list of what they consider to be some of the best deals on the platform right now, and I'm going to read them and see if there's anything that I want. Um, there's not really any game that I covet right now. I'm kind of content with what I've been playing. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is fifty percent off. You can get that for thirty bucks. Um, it was one of many games overshadowed by Elden Ring this year, uh, but it's pretty solid. Monster Hunter Rise is forty nine percent off. You can get that for thirty dollars and fifty nine cents. <laughs> Dying Light Two is thirty three percent off. You can snag that for forty bucks. Atward Definitive Edition can be had for 19.99. A gem of an RPG. It was PC Gamer's top 2019 RPG. Um, Citizen Sleeper uh, can be had for 16 bucks. God of War can be had for 40 bucks. Um, I can give that a hearty recommend. We we really enjoyed our time with that game. Uh, it's a little, little, little more challenging. <laughs> Than I was expecting. Um, but it's it's a fair, it's never I never felt like I got bullshitted. I just felt like I needed to get better, mm-hmm. which is the best kind of difficulty curve. Um the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe can be had for $16.74. Tunic, you can grab that for $27. Tiny Teeners Wonderlands is 20% off. You can grab that for $48. Bucks. Hard Space Shipbreaker can be had for $26.24 um and then there's some uh other delineations here i'm just going to paraphrase a few of these so i'm not here reading all day uh mafia definitive edition which can be had for 16 bucks uh pretty good game actually I've, I've i've played that before uh rust it's like playing a scorsese movie <laughs> uh rust can be had for 20 bucks uh hitman 3 can be had for 24 dollars the outer worlds, not the outer wilds. The outer worlds, Obsidian's aggressively average uh, RPG experience. Um, if you're expecting Fallout New Vegas quality, you will be a little bit disappointed. But it does run better than Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> um, you can get that for 18 bucks. I think that's a good price to buy that game at. Yeah. Um, under 10 bucks, you can get Mafia Three Definitive <laughs> Edition. <laughs> which is less than Mafia 1 by like 10 bucks. Uh Defs Door, you can pick that up for 10 bucks. Slay the Spire. Um if you don't own Slay the Spire, buy it now it's on sale for 8 dollars and 49 cents. It's really fucking good. <laughs> I've got deal. I'm going to open Steam right now. How many hours do I have in Slay the Spire? And this is just on Steam. Bear in mind I also have this on the Switch <laughs> and my phone, which I've played a lot, but my uh, my Steam alone while uh, well it connects uh, my Steam hours alone I have put in um, 274 hours of Slay the Spire
2: Play it anytime
1: so, For $8.49 Pretty good deal uh, Dust can be had for nine bucks. Uh, Devil May Cry Five you can get for nine eighty nine, and if you're you're really pinching pennies, you can get these deals for under five bucks. Death Road to Canada, uh, that's a fun game. Uh, Three dollars and seventy four cents can't get much better than that. Titanfall Two can be had for four dollars and seventy nine cents. Great campaign, um, definitely worth five bucks. Yakuza Zero can be had for five bucks. Uh, Deus Ex can be had for 97 cents. Buy Deus Ex for 97 cents. You cannot spend 97 cents on anything better. (laughs) Um, So, my official recommendation is to get yourself 10 bucks, buy Slay the Spire, and buy Deus Ex. You can thank me later. Uh, tips are appreciated. Paypal.com slash <laughs> <laughs> Um.
3: So Diablo Immortal, if you're ever wondering how much... Oh, we uh, yeah, we never clowned on
1: Diablo Immortal, did we? I know.
3: We? Nope. I keep on seeing random things here and there, and I'm just so engrossed and grossed out by <laughs> what so I see.
1: Um, Remember when we fought... Don't you guys have phones would be the worst of
3: it. Uh, Boy, were we wrong. Well, <laughs> like, so even awful. just realizing some of the shit. So, like, a couple of things that I've seen of Diablo Immortal is, like, there's a PvP mode or something like that that they're, like, slating will be really cool. It's only available, like, Wednesdays from, like, 6 to 7 <laughs> for, like, so it's, like, only available for a certain <laughs> hour. Which is like baffling to me. It's like, it, you know, Watsy did the same shit when they opened Brawl like once a week. Brawl, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was like, yeah, Commander Knight or something like that. Yeah. And it's that's, like,
1: that's fitting. Watsy uh, well, uh, and uh, Blizzard are both once great companies that we are, should are specify, fucking yeah.
2: um,
1: shells of their former selves.
2: Yeah, we should specify that it was Arena that did that. Mikko, being forgotten yeah. by Watsy um is thriving is thriving yes <laughs> yeah, because their events are just regular tournaments like tournaments mm. for big points and like prizes and stuff and you kind of need to time those so that yeah. you can actually have like a bracket and a limited time for a league or they'll have a limited time cube which is like you know that makes more sense than a format being open because it's it's a draft experience that's been curated by a community member or a pro or like a dev team member. And it's like a spec. It's like when you're, when Christmas hats go on sale in your MMO, right? It's more like that than like a game mode, not being available for out of.
3: Yeah. I I don't know if they changed it, but for a good while it was like that. Um, I I haven't, I I I haven't logged onto arena in a good hot minute. I can't imagine it's still like that, but Hey, yeah, I won't be surprised. Uh, uh, I know no, they do. Jake, them, like, they do Arena's other events. Still pretty good.
2: Man, I can't wait to go play Diablo Immortal and go take my one hour a week to go and play PvP and then get yeah. clowned on by a guy who spent twenty thousand dollars on his setup.
3: Yeah, so no,
2: Peter,
1: the people a guy like who, that who spent twenty thousand, only twenty five, only twenty thousand dollars on a setup, uh, would be like just above shit tier. Apparently, yeah. it takes like hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to max out legendary equipment on a character.
3: On and average it
1: rotates. On average. It fucking rotates.
3: <laughs> and and hey, and hey, people I guess must have done it because the title of this article, Diablo Immortal, is apparent Diablo Immortal. <laughs> what the fuck? Immortal. <laughs> Diablo Immortal has just has apparently earned over twenty four million dollars in just two weeks.
1: So here's the thing. Like a lot of people are culpable in this, but the it's the same thing like EA sports titles now have the fucking ultimate team shit, which is like super skinware. But people who make videos of them dropping tons of money to open the loot boxes do big numbers, so you have this community of like self sustaining whales. That will just go for it, and I I know some people who have developed some indie games or some mobile games, not indie games. They were indie, but that's not the point here. And um, I've asked them like, so what's it like? Like, how much money do you take in from the average user? And they're like, it's it's like all whale, whales, like ninety percent of the money mm-hmm. that you will ever see comes from whales. So. Yeah a company is only really incentivized to, to keep the whales happy and as long as they get the dopamine hit from spinning the loot box and beating everyone because they paid to win, yeah, like, everyone else's complaints, uh, yeah, you know, super they're, paid they're to win, muffled by the earmuffs made from $100 bills.
3: Um, And apparently, I think, like, how you unlock certain things or you can farm for certain things is, I guess, you upgrade your bosses that you battle somehow or you you spend gems or you pay for gems like uh like this five star yeah you know, gem that you just linked here peter um and then when you go to battle that boss your chances of getting like legendary or rare stuff increases dramatically um or you are automatically gonna but get a bunch not of good stuff
1: guaranteed yeah that's the I, important thing His like your yeah, chances so, go up but it's not guaranteed. So you you can get the five-star gem, but it's not a guarantee you're going to get a legendary piece of equipment. Yeah,
3: there's yeah, there's like side-by-side video of people who did it with and without like the upgrade and the gems, like spending the money. And it is a noticeable difference when you do hit like good items. Um, so it's pretty... Um, It's pretty rough when it comes to them kind of forcing you, if you want to progress in the game, to spend the money on it. Um, They even say themselves, on the subject of the game itself, Tyler Colt calls Diablo Immortal a game designed to exploit your love of Diablo. says it's built around the dopamine that comes from whacking a demon pinata for loot meticulously designed to give you a jolt of satisfaction every 30 seconds and then when that's not enough anymore it charges you for it that was the other fucked up thing was that they'll do like events or whatever or they'll at the end of like a raid boss raid or something like that it, uh, Your your prize for winning that is the chance to spend money on a one-time offer deal that gives you a loot box or gems or in-game oh, yeah. currency or some of that. The so it's like
2: psychology is just fucking recursive. They congratulations
3: for winning here. Spend more money so you can get this loot. It's, it's like, it's fucking crazy. And that kind of brings me to the, my next thing. Cause I saw a link to this article was, um, I don't know if you have this on your bingo card, but Ted Ted Cruz says he is interested in talking to Asmund Gold about loot boxes. Now, Asmund Gold, is as Twitch streamer, has been um, gotten a lot of recognition for covering the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial for some reason, but he he's also a massive like himself
2: in the fucking corner.
3: Yeah, he's, my- been, he's had like massive uh, notoriety for like his his opinions about uh, Blizzard and WoW. He's, I guess an old WoW player. Uh, he does a lot of Diablo Immortal stuff as well. Um, and he just makes fun of, like, crazy shit about this. But he, I think, reached out to Ted Cruz to try to get him, you know, started the conversation about loot boxes and gambling for kids in in video games. Uh, and, and a part of that other article was the fact that... Uh, where was it? Denmark, uh, Belgium, and the Netherlands. Uh, this game prevent uh, you're not allowed yeah, to get right. the loot boxes in those because yeah. it's banned there. So, possibly something we're gonna nothing's probably gonna come from it. In all honesty, like my but brain yeah, because if, brain if says, you want,
2: oh, that's the logic. You talk to the conservative about being financially sound and preventing gambling, which is traditionally a vice that conservatives have. I, at mm-hmm. least I imagine they have wanted to avoid. But my heart says, "Really, you're going to go to Ted Cruz about this?"
1: I mean, yeah. yeah. If you Help want people. something done, Ted Cruz is definitely your guy. Uh, he'll he'll listen to you and then go to Cancun.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, he'll listen to all the a lot money of... these
2: people are making, and he'll go. Wait.
3: I need to get in on this. Are we... <laughs> Well, even well, Are they I don't publicly trade it. Public- I actually don't know if Asman Gold uh, went to Ted Cruz about it, or if somebody brought this thing to Ted Cruz, or because Asman Gold, I think, responded to this and said, "Oh, if you want something done, you don't go to Ted Cruz about it. Like, yeah, if you want yeah, something to say, disappear like, and die in the water,
2: on it and they go to Ted yeah. Cruz. Yeah, um, I so, think. Like, he, so I
1: don't think it's Ted going Cruz might matter, be a gamer there's, too. There's, <laughs> yeah, Ted Cruz is a gamer. I'm sure. Um... If there's any justice in the world, Ted Cruz will be in prison not too long from now.
3: Yeah, he's, uh, just for context, he's also so liked that, um, who was it, Lindsey Graham had said that if Ted Cruz is murdered on the Senate floor, uh, you won't find any witnesses. You won't find.
1: This is Lindsey Graham.
3: He's not exactly super well liked either.
1: No. Uh he's um, that thirty year confirmed
3: bachelor. You so know what that he, means. Yeah, right? Uh Mr. Ladybug over there. Have uh, uh, you heard that one before? I do declare. Why his nickname is Ladybug. Uh. Uh, moving on, but he, I guess he brought this up during a, uh, podcast or he had some sort of episode or pod, video podcast, um, with, I forgot who the other guy was, but he was super cringy. He was his co-host who was younger than Ted Cruz was more cringy than, uh, Ted Cruz on this a lot of matter. Are
1: younger than Ted Cruz.
3: <laughs> uh, it was, um, it's pretty old. Oh, who is this? Michael Knowles? Is that what this guy is? I don't fucking know who he is. But he's this younger guy and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't remember Donkey Kong having loot boxes. What are these newfangled things? And Ted Cruz is like, no, I don't think Donkey Kong has loot boxes. But, like, yeah, I know what they're about. Like, well, He's got he has also got two daughters who, like, I think are, are Minecraft uh, also, fans. I mean, like dream fans,
1: you have to be pretty like head in the sand to not know at sure. least a little bit about video games. Like they've been pretty like big. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed. Video games tend to be be pretty big these days. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well yeah. now that we've got a requisite clowning on Diablo <laughs> Immortal and Ted Cruz out of the way, we can move on to <laughs> Lightyear. <laughs>
2: clowning on Lightyear.
1: Uh, Lightyear. This is a movie from Pixar.
2: That's the most concretely, like, that's the most baseline I can put out there. Um, because I have, I have questions. I've had questions. We've had, well, I, I answered my, qu- my first questions when the first trailer came out, but then I watched the movie and more questions arose.
1: Yeah. Peter and I, um, we debriefed in my, after this movie. In my long... So when Peter and I go to the movies, I have to drop him off at Troy. So even though I live seven minutes from the movie theater, it takes me a good 40 minutes to get home. So I have plenty of time to ruminate <laughs> what's, what my thoughts are on the movie. But we had we had a pretty nice discussion coming right out of the theater and on, on the way to his place. And... uh Really, we just... A lot of it was asking questions. Like, why? And who is this for? And what were you trying to do? Hmm. Like, Um, this is is your return to theaters, Pixbar. Yeah. Yeah. we, We had a hard time. I don't think we really came up with an answer for who this is for. Because it doesn't have a lot of, like recognizable shit from even like buzz lightyear of star command cartoon series much less toy story Mm -hmm. so you're not going to draw in the guys who are like dude zerg
3: well it shouldn't it shouldn't have things from those movies
1: no 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 i'm not i'm not trying to like Critique it for not having these. Like I'm not dinging it for that. Yeah. I'm saying like you're not nostalgia baiting people, um, right there.
3: which I think is okay. No, you know? it's okay. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah. I, I'm That's
1: trying to figure out who the audience is for. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is the um, lens that all this is framed. So it's not. I don't nostalgia think, heads. Yeah, it's you're not, not drawing them nostalgia heads Then you may it's,
2: say maybe it's the children.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a heady concept for children and it's not there's not like particularly good pacing to the action and there's not a lot of like jokes that kids would really appreciate in it so it doesn't really feel like a movie made for kids
3: um so i'm not a kid but uh i, I did see <laughs> the movie with a kid in the in a row in front of me um and the kid was relatively Young, I I would say like under ten, but above five, um, <laughs> I roughly about that age Same range. I, Some it would was say dark. five to eight, but <laughs> Jake says I, under ten, above five. I can't exactly diddle those numbers uh, into a more concrete answer, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I they were they were laughing. Uh, I think it was mostly at socks. Um, like socks is a character i see
1: being put in for the kids but, but yeah. that's like a movie that's like a move you make if your movie is targeted towards like an older audience
3: which but, i'm wondering if the audience was like like young teens like so young here, teenager kids like star wars fans it's
1: kind of hard like they they definitely wanted it to be star wars really bad but it it much like disney's other Stabs at the Star Wars wheel Completely missed
3: what makes Star Wars Star Wars Well I thought it was too goofy to be like A Star Wars movie and, like, Yeah exactly But it was, exactly. so but it was too serious to be a goofy
1: kids movie Yeah if you're targeting an older audience Like The story does not stand up to any sort of Critical scrutiny Like Peter and I pointed out a couple things As we were watching the movie That just set off laughing fits Because it was so stupid yeah. Or like, they they they, they forgot it. their own plot points, um, so like it doesn't hold up to any sort of scrutiny. Like time dilation is a pretty heady concept for
3: for young kids, and that's what they start and with. That's what you, like they start out yeah, with that, <laughs> which was an interstellar, <laughs> yeah. and they went and explained it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like Peter and I were talking. Peter grew up. He he was a big fan of the Ender's Game book series i of course always stump for the forever war which is a book i read and lit sci-fi too as a junior in high school and is my favorite book i've read for school ever
2: and it should be noted that both of these books are geared to an at least adolescent comprehension level
1: yeah like the the forever war is definitely like written for like tenth grade reading level and up.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so people, you know, people who can kind of consider these abstract abstract concepts like relative time, like the the kids who are watching Finding Nemo, I don't think they're gonna <laughs> understand. Like even even with his like hand wavy explanation that ties into an an awful <laughs> point <laughs> at the end. As soon as, as in the beginning Buzz says, So the faster we fly, the further into the future we go. I'm like, Yes, but kind oh boy, of. what an explanation.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that's a frighteningly reductive way to put it.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and I think I think they were like kind of forced to do that if if they wanted to stick with this kind of plot. I thought it was an interesting interesting like I guess Quirk to have in the movie, uh, that kind of like threw the monkey wrench, I guess per se, into their, into the plot. um, To have like this this buzz that stays the same age, and that while the planet like kind of ages and evolves, I I did, however, Hmm. I like the concept of it though because it it is Mm -hmm. you got to see this planet kind of evolve every like four years how they how they increase the you know. The technology, the manpower, like his ship changes, his suit changes all the time, like the, the, the technology gets slightly different, and then it, you know, it hits you the feels, which, again, is not really like a, a child or like a kid concept. But it's a yeah, Disney, it's a a Disney thing. Like, Pixar thing.
2: We can't forget the beginning of Up. Or, you know, Bambi. The conceit of wall <laughs> which started out with the humans destroyed Earth. Um, so yeah. I guess you could say that's that's in line with other uh, Disney
3: films. That... Yeah, I read There's it. There's a little I, something with parents. Yeah,
1: I read a I read a uh, a review of this movie that called it Pixar's saddest movie. Uh, first off, no, uh, that still belongs to Up. Not even close. Yep. Um, and uh, um, it's not. It is. It is a little bit of a of a more downbeat tone than most Pixar movies, which again suggests that it's maybe trying to play to an older audience. But again, the writing just isn't there to support like a critical look at the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a
2: lot of story and not so much style
1: there. there they were there. I think they were on, there were lines they could have taken, right? You know, we play trading card games that are strategic, you know about lines, different lines you can take, different plays you can make. I feel like there were there were a few lines that this movie could have could have taken that would have resulted in a much better movie than what they ended up going for. Um, they they abandoned certain concepts too quickly. Um, they tried to force certain things. Like, a lot of the comic relief in this movie did not feel, like, organically placed.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, um I, I would say that I think the best comic relief was just the simple straight man buzz and then the comic relief cat. Um, yeah like I, they, I think the weakest parts were, like, the, the, the cadets or whatever yes. the... The, the three really,
1: especially that... Taika Waititi, they really like tried to force God. him as a comic relief character, and it just it leads... didn't hit. Talk
2: about talk about payoffs in in recent cinema history for me. Like, yes. we're talking on I... par with um tomorrow the Tomorrow War. That's is that the book or which one's the Chris Pratt movie?
1: Tomorrow War is the Chris Pl- Pratt okay. movie. Forever War is the Joel Hademan book. Right
2: it It's on par with the volcano payoff, but the volcano was <laughs> the volcano payoff was a payoff though like oh the I've fucking spoiler, pen I'll got spoil me this for you not even that was going dumb. To, before you even go into spoilers Taiku Rattiti he finds out that his pen is useful and he uses his pen even i
1: though, <laughs> I literally turned to Peter
3: when that happened and said, fuck you. Fuck. I knew it. I knew right from the get-go when they brought the pen up twice I mean, I, I thought it was an okay joke in the first that was like satisfying but when they kept bringing it up I'm like, oh my fucking god, they're going to have this be a Chekhov's gun and it's going to be like somewhere Except to they they And they forgot
1: I, the second the, the part you're supposed to do with Chekhov's gun in the second act, they just mm-hmm. didn't He's do just that. He's
2: just fucking around with in the background. He's like, oh, a pen. Guys, remember it. I'm waving it around behind Buzz's head, or some shit. You know. Um,
3: yeah. Everybody need a pen. Everybody need a pen. Now we need a pen. Jesus. And it the, just like yeah, was no, the. Oh my
2: god. The fucking and it was so contrived too. They're like, we need like a a crowbar or a thing, some kind of wedge, some thin wedge object. And then he has the fucking revelation. Oh, me pen. Oh, I'm gonna use me pen. We're gonna go to Pendigo. Pendig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, so yeah. So this, like, my, my gripe with the movie is that I and I just, all right, I just thought of this too. It also has like no music of note. Even Up had like notable music. A lot of other Pixar. That's a pretty to-
1: like big Pixar thing, right? You know, even
2: if it's not Disney songs, there is like music going
1: on like if i say a pixar movie like if i say finding nemo like there's Mm -hmm. some music that comes into your head
2: What's Mm -hmm. what uh what four words come into your head when i say toy story song
1: uh randy newman or you've got a friend in me
2: yeah (laughs) it was five my bad but yes that's exactly what i was thinking of um you know it's 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 an iconic song for the Toy Story series, and this movie didn't have any of that. But my other gripe is that, again, as we've been talking about here, it's a movie that is too um, self-serious for kid Yeah, too
1: self-serious for kids,
0: and too, too
3: juvenile f- for adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean even i could i could i could get some enjoyment out of this definitely a couple cheap laughs here and there um yeah it's not totally without merit like i appreciate certain things but i don't think i'm the target audience though so i'm thinking i'm trying to put myself in the the mind space of like a a kid like the kid in front of me where i'm thinking that like half of this movie probably didn't like register with them um i mean The thing that I didn't like about this, which is probably necessary for kids, was how heavy handed they were about the messaging behind it, where, like, about your mistakes and shit like that. And I was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Like, your mistakes don't define you, and you can, you know, it's not the end of the world if you make a mistake, which is a good message for a kid. But you have to drive it home, I think, in order for a kid for it to register with it with a as, kid or something. As as Peter
1: something. I noted, the story is told with all the sl- subtlety of a sledgehammer.
2: Yeah, and yeah. here's my other thing, and uh, it's actually really convenient because there's an already ready-made point of reference for this movie. Because I mean, it's I think it's clear to all of us at least that this is trying to be um, like it's like us going to see Star Wars for the first time in theaters, is what Andy saw when he went to the theaters. It's supposed to be like a Star Wars analog. But the thing is, like, if when you're a kid and you go see Star Wars, you get it. Like, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. there. Like, the, you don't have to, you know, it's not a kid's movie. It's definitely not like a, a little kid's movie. But kids... Uh, they can connect with it and understand it really quick I think
3: you. Have- yeah. I think, and also kids Kids have that imagination to where if they sit down at Star Wars A New Hope um, and they're just suddenly thrust on a desert planet and then next thing they're in space without any explanation I think they're okay with it whereas we had to explain why people were getting older um, and, and why Buzz keeps on trying to go back to space and, and like there's this This a little bit more of a convoluted plot for kids where they might get bored of that trying to follow along and that's fine, but you have to have something else there for them and when there's only socks to hold everything together, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to do it for for a kid's attention span.
2: Something you noted too, I'll just think about this too the setting kind of, like I get it, I get why, maybe why they chose the setting, but like the settings kind of suck. Like I know Star Wars took place the first half on like a desert wasteland planet, but then even then you had different scenes. Like you had the farm, you had the the cliffs with the with the um, Tusken Raiders. You had Mos Eisley, which was like a totally different vibe. Um, and yeah. then they go to space and they do all the space stuff. And this, they like they're on the wasteland planet, but they're like after he leaves. They're like, in the in the wasteland, and then they go to a uh, to a mine in the wasteland, and then they're like kind of out in the wasteland when uh, when things happen, and then he, I he goes up to a ship. All right, fair,
3: but but the ship there wasn't you didn't really get to see like I don't know for like some sort of fantastical ship that's
2: Corridors and a cosplay. that.
3: Well, maybe let's get into, we can get, spoilers to, get to spoilers
2: pretty soon my my pithy remark is if I was Andy and I went to see this in ninety five and I wasn't a twinkle in my parents' eye <laughs> um I would have left disappointed I would not have gotten a Buzz Lightyear toy if yeah I, I would if this not was have, the movie I went to see
1: I would not have remembered Buzz Lightyear two weeks after I saw this movie if I were Andy uh it fails to capture the same sort of imagination that a movie like star Wars did for us as kids. And like, this isn't a real analog. I'm, we were, I'm sure we were all shown star Wars as kids. We and to the Peter's phantom point,
0: menace. even like, the phantom menace,
1: you get it. You get what's going on. As you grow older, you appreciate other things about the film and some of the layers to the story. But as a kid, like you get what's going on. You feel it. It's an easy enough through line to, to follow This movie, it has, it has its, like, two points it wants to make, and it really lays it on thick. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way that's very juvenile for older audiences and maybe a little too sophisticated for younger audiences. Um, I would say uh, wait for it to come out on Disney Plus before you yeah. see it.
3: Yep. Yeah, there's also no drive where you need to, like, see this, this you know, in high definition on the big screen, it's, it's, the, it didn't like do it any favors. I don't think
2: actually, I caught a couple animation errors. Well, and, yeah. And we'll, we might start with that in spoilers.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, I think we've, we've covered in broad strokes, a good chunk of the movie. There's probably just a few points we want to drill down on in spoilers. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. Just so quick, a couple animation things. I mean, the lip sync is off at some points. And I noticed I mentioned this to Kurt. So in the beginning of the movie, they're counting down to the first launch. So they're maro- sorry, they they're marooned on this planet. They got to get off, and they take a couple opportunities for some Toy Story jokes, where he says the same lines he does in Toy Story, but like it's on the act, it's in the actual alien planet. And you know when he's like he's jumping yeah. on the soft ground, it's like oh it's like he's jumping on the bed, ha ha, funny joke. Uh, <laughs> In the first launch, they're counting down to the launch, and there's a timer going on on one of the main screens. And the timer is in seconds with milliseconds in the decimal points on the other side. Now, the seconds count down, but the milliseconds stay at zero the whole time. They don't change. Did you notice that, Jake?
3: Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. And I didn't didn't really think of it as a problem until now. And I'm like, normally they do count down. I just thought it was a weird...
2: It's not even that hard to, fuck it. wouldn't be that hard to animate, I I don't think. Um, but anyways, it was it was stuff like that. But um, all right, let's let's go through this and we'll we'll hit stuff as we go. So
3: yeah, so they crash on the on the moon planet. Um, they they well not crash. They land uh, and then they are running away from the planet itself is trying to attack them with creepy vines and these scary bugs, which they never explain. Which I guess is okay, but that's fine uh so the planet's pretty hostile they want to leave so they get on the ship and they try to get away and somehow a vine is able to affect the trajectory of of the or maybe just because it took off at a weird angle but like yeah i think it would it, think the vector would was, think a future ship i yeah. would think a future ship would be able to to correct for that pretty easily I mean, but there's it still seems like physics
1: they, you have to play by those rules
3: they're going hardcore, like 45 degrees at a, at a mountain, and it doesn't begin to angle until it gets to a, a, a rat tail away from the so mountain. Peter and, and
1: I made clips several the side comparisons between this movie and Top Gun Maverick.
2: Because a similar, in Top Gun Maverick, the, the main plot is that to leave the mission, to the last stage of the mission, is that you have to climb up and fly over a steep cliff. And yeah. if you don't, you'll bang your ship, I was like, or oh, or you'll just... get,
1: or you'll get gunned down by by surface-to-air missiles, mm-hmm. and like you know we made some some snide comments like oh how many G's is this?
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: It was pretty pedestrian, like even with fighter jets, much less this futuristic spaceship. Um, there's never any explanation given as to why they're on this colonization mission, um, which I guess isn't necessary, but probably would have helped with the world building a little.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that—that uh, that was the other thing. It's like uh, I guess their star date—they called it like four thousand, so are they near year forty-seven hundred one or some of that.
1: Um, there are some Trekkies out there that can yeah. convert Star Date oh. to to regular date, <laughs> yeah,
2: and trekk- like, Trekkie like just took one look at this and went, "Oh man, oh yikes, kids!" Because uh, um, after the they start doing tests with a new core to try and get back to hyperspeed, which from the from the status updates of the computer while they're attempting these tests is just one C just seems to be yeah. light speed which light is, speed yeah in the grand scheme of things not terribly fast in space um so that was a, that was a cute chuckle that i had um
3: so, so yeah i had my i guess my question i guess i never really understood the flight path of this ship so he never makes it Full speed around. Full Mm -hmm. light speed around. But shouldn't they have, like, theorized how long he was going to be gone for due to him going at actual hyperspeed? Yes, they don't. Like, because they postulated that it was like, okay, you're going to hit hyperspeed, but he never does. He only gets, like, 70% usually Mm -hmm. hyperspeed, so he should have been, like, there for maybe three seconds or maybe less than... And the
2: movie... um, in, in you do make bring up a good point, Jake. That the movie implies that if he had hit hyperspeed, he wouldn't have experienced time dilation. You know.
3: Yeah, when he does it, he does. Yeah. When he does hit hyperspeed, he hits twenty-two years. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so he hits twenty-two years when he hits actual hyperspeed. So, like, what were they basing the four seconds off of? I I guess I just don't get it. Uh, Again, Um, and and that's what what happens when you bring, when you try to bring too much logic into it and you try to explain yourself, it's, you you bring your own, you create your own plot holes, I guess, in terms of like the way,
2: like actual, like light speed travel, which comes with a lot of caveats. Like you don't just experience time dilation, you experience length contraction. And, So the first thing I thought in my head is, they're going as he's going around the sun. I'm like, okay, so like this is four. It's taken him four years, um, like a year out. Wouldn't they have like sent out a probe and be like, oh, there he is? Hey, he's on like the far side of the sun. He's just you know he's really he's really shrunk, but I mean there he is. He's just he's taking a moment. Um. So I mean, after the first
1: one, yes, they should probably have been a little more. Prepared and like it seems like the scientists aren't putting much effort into refining the formula in the time that he's gone. It's got
2: four ingredients.
1: It it just the whole thing seemed really far fetched and I
3: well it's like this cat was able to get it
1: picking apart. Yeah, like his his robot cat, he puts the work on it. As a joke, but it actually figures it out, and you know.
3: But it's like if you had like a an AI robot be able to help with that, wouldn't you be able... wouldn't your scientists be actually? Like, yeah, more they'd fitted be using to... a more
1: sophisticated version of this than they put in the fucking therapy robot. Like.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I'm I'm nitpicking, but no, like is... these are actual nitpicks that like kind of ruin the movie if they did something differently they do. No, it's, like it's if wild. he actually really had the dumb. scientists like if he actually had the scientists like it doesn't make Buzz it makes Buzz a dumb person for saying hey why don't you figure this out well why don't you tell your scientists to use an AI robot like your cat to to figure it out
2: Well, why those, didn't they think of they that using those like, Eric's or the Ivan's or whatever the fuck yeah
3: also why are like half of the robot like most of the robots dumb most of the ai other than socks why is socks the most fucking competent robot <laughs> yeah. in this in in this universe because like, he's the a autopilots cute are Harry. dumb yeah. like the autopilots don't have a purpose they're just like there for another dumb comedic relief because it's the hey what if robots were like misunderstood yeah yeah and and i guess that that brings the um The parallelism of of his future self being, you know, best friends with a bunch of robots and driving around a robot suit.
1: the Zerg, as it turns out, is not actually as the joke in Toy Story 2 implied Buzz's father, but Buzz himself
3: from the future, I guess. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) this is where I knew the movie fucked up. Because I'm like, oh, you tr- you're bringing in time travel now. That was time dilation is one thing where, you know, you got space, you fast forward a little bit. But now you have a, a multiverse, a, a different version of Buzz, which does not make sense.
2: What Kurt, what was the explanation for uh, how he did the time travel?
3: He
1: went really fast for a really long way.
2: And oh, then no, he it's, it wasn't he that. stumbled
1: into the future. Oh, okay, you're explaining where word, he yeah. stole alien technology, and I guess they just he he was able to f- crack this whole time thing wide open.
2: I I remember specifically that he's like he was like, if you can go fast and go into the future, why doesn't work going with the past? And we see a shot of him fucking throwing the engine into reverse. <laughs> and he fucking backs up into the past with the quantum
3: crystal. Yeah, like it's, this is something that I could see as like a joke bit. Yeah. It, oh, it oh Why the, don't we just put it
2: in reverse? It was the dumbest he had more fucking holes as we go twist. On. So he needs Buzz's crystal because his crystal is shot. It's but burnt like, out. Yeah. He knows how to make it. Like. He has, doesn't, wouldn't Future Buzz, like, have the formula?
1: He'd have the formula, but maybe not necessarily the resources to make it. So I understand him, like, trying to occupy that base. Um, Yeah. And maybe that's why he he goes to grab Buzz. And, like, I I can almost appreciate what they were trying to do with the Future Buzz character. Like, Mm -hmm. the introspection of how he became so fanatical with the finish the mission parameter that it it warped his whole worldview. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the whole old buzz arc goes from like good to evil in two minutes of screen time.
2: This is the corollary to dumb baby face syndrome. This is dumb (laughs) Disney villain syndrome. Where as soon as he Mm -hmm. hears that buzz is like not on board with it, he goes right to fucking killing him. He doesn't, he's not like maybe let's talk about this. Um, But if you had to talk with him about it, that means you'd have to go further than baby's first trolley problem, which is a weird (laughs) setup that they set up as the consequences. (laughs) They're like, hey, if you change this, like you're going to erase your entire lifespan, which is literally uh, like a a plot point that is adult enough in theme that it was the climactic twist in Samurai Jack, the fifth season (laughs) that was for grownups only.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that was one of the implications at the end of that series, and they're like, "Here, you know, we're going to throw this into the <laughs> as like the 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 twist at the middle of the Buzz Lightyear movie." Um, yeah, so Buzz go old Buzz goes evil like instantaneously. Um,
3: yeah, he doesn't even think about it. Yeah, he's just like, "All and, right, I'm bad." We're
2: skipping over a lot here. We're skipping over a lot of. Um, he meets the the squad the cool cat the reservists the net,
1: national- yeah <laughs>
2: the weekend duty guys and they stumble into just every five seconds there's a new a new problem like i get that you and have they- to run into some adversity on your in your plan but this is, this is a lot of overkill
3: and they and they telegraph it too like they're literally talking about hey as long as we don't get Distracted by another thing going wrong, and then something goes wrong, and it's like, and a lot of it is like manufactured BS, like like that one IMDb user review I was taught, I was reading, where the writing manufactured the drama because of plot convenience, and Taika Waititi's character, uh, uh, Mo, Mo Morrison was like oh I'm a clumsy guy I'm just going to bump into everything and conveniently like set off the security system so we're getting trapped here and then somehow bumping into that thing blows up the whole station and like talk about also bad yeah. like building design <laughs> like a little electrical fire caused that whole thing to like collapse Good job, uh,
2: humanity! You're really, you're really uh, making it work out here in the wastelands of space.
3: Yeah. So he meets he meets um. So his best friend, who he, who he, uh, I guess uh, was a space ranger with, right? Uh, it was Alicia Hawthorne, and she has um the, the, played the by a great actress too, Uzo Aduba. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess let's get to the controversy real quick. Um, no controversial moments. They yeah. they quickly brush past. Like Buzz already knows that she likes girls, um, and, and they're just like, who who is it? Who is she? And you never see them kiss. It's like Honest, the most honestly, tame like, lesbian scene. That's the fact fine. that
1: she's pregnant as part of a lesbian couple is the most controversial thing about this movie because <laughs> it implies that in vitro fertilization is a thing in in the Pixar universe. <laughs>
3: You know what? But based on their space tech, uh, sure, why not? Or she just got really friendly with some dude who was like, "Yeah, I'll-.
2: well, they got the Ivans and the Eriks. Maybe they have a Chad.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe one of the robots was able to to do it to it's, her.
2: It's a hashtag Disney background lesbian.
3: Um, classic. Yeah, they don't even like they don't even kiss. They just have a nice little. Well, nice that's moment the thing. where they're smiling you, if at you, each other.
1: If you, you can't show the movie in Russia or China if there's gays in it. So you have to be able to edit them out of the movie without any consequence on the plot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. But So long story short, um, granddaughter is the, is one of the three. There's like a, a old lady, funny uh, prisoner lady character, and then there's the Taika Waititi also... Funny, silly guy character, um, who's
1: yeah. He, he has
2: plot. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has characteristics, and the other characters have characteristics, and they go through character arcs, and they're a resolved. Kind of <laughs> fucking
1: pretty shallow arcs. Yep. And then when 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 Zerg is defeated, um, which I also have to get, pay we brief talk lip about service. The,
2: the, the space scene and. Uh, One moment that really fucking got me in the theater. Um, So they're on the ship. Everyone's on the ship at this point, and it's the big fight on the spaceship. And there's a big scene where Alicia or Izzy has to make the jump, but she's afraid of space, and she has to space walk over. And one, the cat doesn't give her any assistance in aiming. She's he's just like, you should jump, just just jump, you'll make it. Don't worry. Um,
3: it just goes, goes straight.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then there's a big scene because the ship moves and um, she misses. And it's like a gravity moment, right? Where she's like, oh, am I going to fly off into space? But she, she hooks a, a stray antenna and she saves Socks and they all get in there safe. And then I look as she's going in the airlock and she has this device that all the Zerg bots have had. And has been well established is the way that they tra- they abduct people is they hit the button and they go to the, the hangar bay. And she gets in the airlock and she has that on her back. And I turn to Curry. It's like, oh, Curry, if she missed, she could have just hit the button. She was never in any danger yeah. at all.
3: <laughs> I thought the exact
1: same thing. And I was like, oh, maybe some intern forgot to take it off the model for that scene. But immediately when she encounters Buzz, she's like, "Oh, we can get
3: back there with this." I'm like, "Nope, they knew all. They knew damn well. Yep, <laughs> they had it the entire time. She was never in any real danger. The only thing that was in any danger was socks, because he was about to float off. Yep, and he's- <laughs> like yeah.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I was like, okay, all right, guys. Like um
3: about uh, about that scene, something similar. The one thing that got me, I didn't.
0: One thing that got me was
3: I'm like, why is there an airlock on a ship for robots? (laughs) Well, we know they never. We know
1: Buzz stole the ship. We don't know what the original. We don't know much about the original
3: owners. That was the thing that bothers me is that we don't know like who the ship belongs to.
2: They're saving that for the sequel. Maybe it's (laughs) Buzz too
3: um also maybe that would have been better for like his character if you had seen him like steal it from a bunch of nice aliens what I mean? or something like that i don't would know be good for
2: buzz's character
3: we didn't, didn't have time hire, for that.
2: if he didn't hide the MacGuffin under the fucking driver's seat
1: yeah it, he just fucking put the crystal on the chair and he's having this protracted fight with zerg and at no point during this confrontation did zerg bother to just Look at the fucking
0: chair. Yeah. <laughs> when the
1: artificial gravity goes off, it just floats out of the chair. I'm like, "Fuck you, movie."
2: Oh, but it, and then it's it's not done there yet because <laughs> <laughs> they after the fight, um, they they go out and they they have to bring out the fucking. They got to get everyone in the theater clapping. So their ship is the escape pod is falling to Earth, or not falling to Earth, but falling to whatever the fuck the planet was. Um. And there, he's he's gotta uh, save them. So what does he do? He jump, he jumps out in front of the superheated, uh, you know, entry, uh, what do you call it? re-entry heated, uh, escape pod, and just starts fucking pushing on it on the red hot. Hull of this shit Yeah,
1: the the escape button just fucking, I guess, turns him into fucking Superman. It gives him his jetpack. Like, yep. why why is this part of the Ranger suit to begin with? <laughs> like,
3: the fuck? Well, I was thinking, I was like, why did you need spaceships in the first place if Buzz's suit can yeah, I was, withstand re entry temperatures, can like catch up to this ship? I was about and, like, to like, turn to Peter speed. and
1: say, you know what? We haven't seen the jetpack yet,
3: <laughs> but I totally, okay. No sooner. Did, I totally forgot about that.
1: No sooner. Did I have that thought? than he hit the eject button and there were the wings.
3: Okay. This is why it gets another, whatever rating I'm going to give it. It gets a star. It's it a one plus star for this. I totally forgot this aspect about the toy. And when I saw that jetpack come out and it's like, Oh, put the thing together. I, I did get a little excited. It, peaked a little nostalgia boner for me, um, so I was uh, I was enthused by that. It it sparked that little kid inside me. I just realized
2: what is so this whole scene. What are we describing here? And um, maybe it may be in Toy Story terms. Um, what is Buzz doing in this scene? Because he's not flying. He's falling
3: with he's style. Falling.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Oh. That's it's a bit that's, of a deep cut That's a deep cut, yeah
3: I was like, I just, to I, infinity
0: I, I, yeah. As you were
2: describing, I'm like, oh no Please don't tell me that's why they made that scene that way
1: I don't know As as we were discussing On our walk back to the car um It seems like the people who spent Two years making this movie uh, Paid less attention to Toy Story Than uh, we did Who haven't seen the movie in
3: probably 15 years
0: yeah.
2: Oh, Jake, was there a was there a credits uh, scene? We, we walked
3: out. Uh, there was a mid one, what? which was really dumb. It what was, was it? Burnside sitting in his office, and a bug is zapped by the laser shield. Um, that was wait. There was also an end credit scene. Does that it? But there was a, like an end end credit okay. scene, and I did not bother to uh, stick around through the credits for if it. That
2: was if that's the mid credit scene. That was that's really stupid. Um, it's a, it was a very stupid mid credit scene. I would have think I would have thought that the end of the credit scene would have either been a veiled like Woody joke or like a Toy Story joke or it would have been Andy leaving the theater and he's like I want to get the Buzz Lightyear toy.
3: Okay, I looked it up on YouTube. No, this is during the movie. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I saw. I, I'm assuming it's something with Zerg. Yeah, okay.
2: Which also was not a thing in '95. Just, no. just putting that out there. Um, post-credit scenes. Ba-ba-ba. Um, you can, oh, should be noted that you can now buy toy versions of socks. Get ready for Toy Story Five, mm-hmm. where a Sock shows up. Hmm. Um, post-credit scene, three scenes, two gags, and then a
3: short teaser.
1: All right.
2: So,
3: well, yeah, it's it's the Zerg. It's a, a Zerg scene at the end credits. All right. So whatever, floating through space.
1: Whatever the case may be. Um, I'd say Lightyear is a solid like four and a half out of 10, a little below average. Definitely not something you have to go out of your way to see. If it comes to Disney plus and you're bored, I guess check it out, but there isn't a whole lot of value here.
2: Yeah. Go watch, I guess, uh, Buzz Lightyear's Star Command instead, if you're really, or
1: watch Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, the first three Toy Stories I can tell you from first hand experience very good. I don't I don't know about the fourth one. Never saw it.
3: No.
1: Um so I guess until next time, uh we're gonna wrap it up here. Yep. Um we've got uh Let's got do- Masterpiece Theater in the work. We also are, are currently in pre-production, we'll let you in a little behind the veil. We're we're in pre-production talks on a series that tentatively uh called the twinemophiles, where we'll look at some Hollywood twins.
3: And uh, see who wore it best, as it were. Um, yes, yeah, some sh- are some are going to be easier than others. Uh, Finding Nemo and Shark Tale, uh, ants and bugs life. Oh boy, <laughs> ants bugs life. It's there are some clear winners for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, we don't know what the the first episode is going to be like or anything about the format. Just that is another series we're planning for the YouTube channel to make up for the uh, the definite downtick in streaming. Uh, we will. Probably start a stream. I think we were we were we had designs on doing Jet Set Radio Future this year. Um, so that at some point's gonna gonna happen. And if there's another big game that comes out that we wanna cover, um definitely be on be on the lookout for that on, on Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs. Stay tuned to our Twitter at studs Saturn for when we go live. We'll we'll do our best to keep everyone updated uh, with that. Like what, if we're planning to go live that week and when we go live. So follow us on Twitter for that. We also sometimes make snarky comments and, uh, clap back on idiots. Uh, so you can follow us for those moments. Um, and saddestos.com place to go links for YouTube, uh, which you're going to want to get subscribed to cause Ma- masterpiece theater and twin files are going to be going to be popping up here and there on those, um, When and how frequently, uh, when we film them, and when they're done is the answer to those two questions forever and for always. Um, But until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.